Let's get started. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Do not attempt to adjust your down. I'm transmitting live. Yo, let's get down to business. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Right. the underground world, every street and world. You may learn something. Experience. You are now listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience with Chico, Simon, Kamar, and your host, Matt Floyd. Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. My name is Matt Floyd. Join us always by Kamar. The boys are back in town. Welcome to the party. And Simon. <laughs> what is going on? 100. Woohoo! 100. We made it. Come on, can we get a couple of... There you go. It's huge. Huge. Um, yeah. What we do here is very simple. The three of us have listened to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience this week. Uh, we are going to rate each episode as well as the week on a scale of one to five Jamie Vernons. And then we are going to uh, talk about each guest, the talking points, give our opinions, this, that, and the next did you ever think we'd make it to 100? 100! What a milestone. Simon, did Wouldn't you? Rather do with did you ever think else. we'd make it? No, I never thought we'd <laughs> make it. I don't know what in my head was going to happen. I like that we all went out and spent $400, assuming we would never fully utilize it. I mean, whatever. It seemed like That's a the um, small price to pay for the ability to talk amongst your friends. And here we are, 100 episodes later. Yeah, tough to believe. Definitely tough to believe. I, uh, I pulling out all the stops. <laughs> yeah, really. Well, I mean, Simon and I were on. Uh, we're out of town this week, so we didn't. We have nothing special planned other than. I thought about buying, um, <coughs> so we could do shots, but that just doesn't defeats work the purpose. Too. I, I think it's more exciting to the two-year anniversary. We're sort of we're sort of confused in our episodes or the time we've been doing it, which I think is coming up in like three weeks. Uh, I. No, the two year is in November 1st, I believe. Six something weeks, like that. Weeks, yeah. yeah, either Come way, you're close. You're close. I think it's five weeks away. So we'll we'll do something special for the two year. Big celebration. There's no point in celebrating things that are two months apart or a month apart. So, But it's a milestone. I remember I remember when Joe hit 100. I remember when Mark Marin hit 100. It was a big deal. So I'm proud of us. I mean, it feels like 100 means you're official. It's kind of like uh, like 10 years in comedy. Something like that. You know, I mean, not that I'm saying we're that deep in, but 100 feels like... Uh, Especially when you do them weekly. You know what I mean? It's, it feels like you've reached something. Well, I remember Kamar saying right at the start, content. You just need to have content. Just keep putting out podcasts, boys. Yeah. And I, you know, now if you were to go to our podcast for the first time, there would be a backlog of 100 episodes. It's a library. Yeah. It's 220, oh, actually. A library. Plus Patreons. Get on that Patreon. I'm so sick of your semantics, Matt. <laughs> I'm just saying the post shows... There's something, man. It took so. me 100 episodes. <laughs> It'll be difficult to calculate, but we'll really hit our stride when we log our 10,000 hours. Uh, yeah. We're probably like 600, 700 hours right now. <laughs> that's it? I don't know. Well, that's Average three hours an episode, 300 episodes. That that's true. 300, yeah. 600, 700 hours. <laughs> yeah, so we're nowhere close to the old PhD in podcasting. But we're on our way. We don't know where we're going. Wasn't that awesome when Joe hit the cough button, but then the other mic picked up his cough? I was just, he's just like us. Yeah, I don't, oh, it's funny because. It's a whole different story. Someone this week mentioned, or I heard someone mention that there's no he no headphones. I didn't even realize that. There what no a terrible headphones. way. There was no headphones for the curry, but they have had headphones since. 
Well, yeah, but he had two that were Skype, so he has to have headphones for those. That's mm-hmm. different. But the in-guest, in, in-studio guests, they haven't had headphones. Interesting, huh? Mm. I don't know why they would set it up that way or mm. why that makes it better, but whatever. The whole studio is a headphone. They're wearing uh, headphones for Lex Friedman. and Are they? Interesting. And Adam oh. Curry. No, uh, Tim Kennedy, sorry, and Ron White. Oh, okay. Well, then you're right and I'm wrong. Shall we uh, do what we normally do here? You want to run down the guests? Weeks. I was you hoping you could ask me how my week weeks. was. Oh, no, we wrote it down, so I figured we'd f- forget all that. But how was your week, Kamar? Number two. My yeah, week no was idea. hilarious. Uh, as you know, I'm painting houses. <laughs> my week was hilarious. And last week, I was painting uh, this house out in Strandherd, these two gay guys. Yeah. And the first week, I was like, I feel like they're just watching me paint. Like, almost like voyeur sort of thing. But I was like, ah, I'm just paranoid or whatever. Then the other day, we're in the kitchen, both of us, and this guy's sitting there staring at us. And hey, kid? No, no, but uh, I was, like, cutting a line in the ceiling, yellow, white ceiling, and uh, my buddy tells him he's got to move because he's going to paint the area where he is. He goes, sorry, I've got to interrupt you. And he goes, well, it's a good thing you're a cute interruption. And I was like, what? And I put a big streak of yellow on the ceiling. <laughs> and I'm like, we are being had here. Like, we're pieces of meat. And uh, so we've had a brainchild. We're going to paint for gay guys in short shorts. I was just going to say, it sounds to me like you discovered a nice little niche market I think so. For uh, gay guys and divorcees. Yeah. And you just show up in, like, uh, tank tops and short shorts. I yeah. Like it. Yeah. They get to like look at your balls while you're cutting lines. Yeah, exactly. So things may be looking up for the old painter kid here over here. Uh, and that, that sums up my week in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Um, Simon, how was your week? Well, our week was great. I yeah, mean, boys, how was it? Yeah, you you, you recharged the batteries? Um, you know, Matt, I think it's worth mentioning what a mensch you are. Um, and for anyone who doesn't know what a mensch is. It's a good you thing. Know, yeah, somebody goes out of their way, stand-up guy. I mean, as long as I've known you, you've always been very um, open with your space. And I try. For a person who's constantly trying to escape their own house, that has come in very <laughs> handy for me. No, but seriously, like, you know, in a normal year, you would have us up to the island three, four times. Yeah, yeah. You never had a problem hosting poker games. No. Like, I, I think that's worth mentioning. Well, thank you, Simon. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, but I also yeah, have a fear great. of dying alone, so constantly having the place to be is a good way to ensure that uh, mm-hmm. that there's a, always that's someone interesting. around. That's interesting, especially when you have. So sorry to cut you off, Cor. Especially when all your friends are like married with kids, it's good to have the place to escape because then they need you as much as you yeah. need them. Yeah. You know no, what I mean? It's a little bit of a double-edged sword, and it'll be a great place to host your funeral. So it's kind of a <laughs> <laughs> that's uplifting. <laughs> Um, Excuse me, no cough buttons here. I guess but, I do have a cough button. I can't. But read yeah, it. yeah, no, just just worth mentioning. And it was great. I mean, just getting out of the city for a couple of days. I got a message today that I used thirty three percent less data last week. I was like, whoa, that's awesome. And I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> I was in the country. I should have used no data. That's crazy because we actually used we we used all of our data this month because we usually use data at home. Well, that's because so. you were streaming stuff. Yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, I didn't really do much with my phone while I was up there. I listened to podcasts that I had already downloaded, and I didn't listen to Rogan. So, that being said, Kamar, yes, it was nice to. Uh, w- the weather was not super gracious to us, but uh, got some rain. 
No, it was just like the days where it was supposed to be sunny and nice. It was windy as fuck. It was more of a fall than an autumn. There, Way more of a fall. There was one day that was supposed to be tw- whoa, 26 degrees, which I think it was, but the wind was at like a thousand knots. Yeah, so it was, it was a blowing. Uh, was yeah. it emotional? No, I don't get emotional over shit like that. It's yeah. to me. For it's, those who don't know, it was the last time. Is it the last time you'll ever be there, or I mean, I'm I'm most likely going to help my parents move some shit out. So in, it wasn't in the, the next week or two. The but final. even then, I I don't know. I just to me, it's just a place. Yeah, the people fair. are what make memories, and my family are mostly still alive. My grandfather who bought the place is no longer with us. That's sad. Uh, I'm sad. Come on. Yeah. Okay. There we go. All, Someone yeah. has <laughs> emotions here. I will say this. Yes. For, for <laughs> Someone has a heart. No, no. I will say this. Like I will miss, uh, I, I just don't think it'll go away. I have a feeling that my family will buy something else and we'll go up there. But yeah, it's, it's been nice the last three or four years going up every year for the same week in September and kind of having a week off, but who gives a fuck? So it's, it's a pleasure. You to, don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's get uh, let's get this fucking podcast on the let's road. Let's get cooking. Uh, we only had three this week. Two of them were Skype. So if you are if you're one of those, this COVID thing is over and there's no second wave. Well, <laughs> wow. I don't think COVID had anything with Snowden being around Skype. But um, yeah, I think know. it might be three a week now. That's the new. You think three a week is the new norm? Well, it's been two weeks in a row. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, yeah. Uh, so this week we had. Um, Can I just say I would have no problem with three a week. I, I think that'd be perfect. Yeah, I just, I wouldn't get your hopes up. I I'm think not. it's just because it's the first two weeks. They're all pre-taped and stuff, so. Uh, we had Philosopher, Hero of Freedom, 1536, Edward Snowden. Then we had Fanboy, Lex Friedman, 1537. And finally, we had conservative author, Douglas Murray, 1538. Not without controversy. Oh, excellent, Kamar. Very. He, proper, he did it properly. Controversy. Lovely. I fucking love it, Come on, You're a fucking oh, br- right brilliant, one, right? Brilliant. Smashing. Yes, yes. What's the score in the Chelsea-Liverpool game? Ditto. Um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's rate it. Start by rating the week. Simon, uh, we'll start with you. How many Jamie Vernons would you give this three-guest week? I give this Jamie Vernon week a two and a half. I'm going to echo that two and a half. Just really nothing special happening. Selling some books. Uh, I'll give it a three and a half. Generous Matt, generous Matt. Well, one of these is getting a high ass rating for me, so. Interesting. I think I know which one. I would, I would hope you would. But uh, yeah, I mean, last week was a sort of a shit show and was hoping things would get back on track, but uh, just seems to be getting worse over there in Austin. So I wonder if, okay, so we know that being in L.A. afforded him a certain amount of people who were just in town. Access. Right. So now those people aren't in town. He doesn't have his comedy place open. There's no draw to Texas. Are we going to get a bunch more Skypes coming up? Or is he just going to fill all those gaps with uh, well, Lex flew hunters? In. Yeah, but Lex would fly to the fucking center of the hollow earth to meet Joe for a fucking podcast. I don't. I don't even want to start with him yet because it's gonna um, taint everything I say. Well, this kind of brings up an interesting point. Is Joe always used to tell everyone you should start a podcast, and they all did start podcasts, and now none of his comedian friends go on unless they're actually selling something. And since none of them have anything to sell right now, but we don't like comedians, or we didn't like comedians, and now we miss them. 
No, no, no. I, I, have, I like, I love comedians. They just don't do well for us to talk about on our show. But I still, for me, for my week, if it was like three scientists and two comedians, that'd be, I'd love. That's the balance I'm looking for. But it's complete. You, no comedian has anything going on. That's what I'm saying. But the weird thing to me, Kamar, is it felt like in the early, and I know we're not in the early days anymore, but in the early days of Joe Rogan, when no one had a podcast, they were all just like, let's just go on Joe. You know what I mean? Like, we, I got nothing to do. I got nothing going. Ari, Tom, uh, Bert, Joe. I mean, again, I know that they're all separate right now, but I'm wondering if even when everyone moves to Austin, will, you know, will Tom Segura be on once every two months? Like- I've said it before. It got too big and it will never be the same. Well, I believe you're right. And it's unfortunate, and uh, it's just a new era. And uh, like you said, the COVID thing, hopefully whenever that passes after this election or two years from now, then we might see some normalcy. But yeah, things are going to be speculation from here on in. Let me just say this too. I'm no stranger to shoddy lighting setups. (laughs) Um, They just cannot get the lighting right in there. Least at that at this point now the aesthetics of the studio are the least of my worries about what's going wrong wrong with the Joe Rogan experience. I'm with you, but but I think I was talking to someone. I think after 30 episodes, it will just become okay. This is what it is. Like this week was less shocking than the first week, and so I think it's just a uh, my head is so used to that bigger room and everything, and eventually the lighting and whatever will just be. Oh, this is what it is. But no, it's it's nothing special as we anticipated. When we saw that first design, the alien mothership. Someone said it looks like inside of a microwave. He just needs can I don't know. Whatever. I just think that they if if they they have so much money, invest in some cameras with larger sensors. Get rid of these like they're still rocking old camcorder type shits. They need some. If they had some depth, is one of their biggest problems in the studio. I know this is like just me nitpicking on. Oh no, it's true. If I mean, you, you're if not they, alone. If they had some bokeh, some nice background blur, it might help. There's too much space in between their head and the top, too. Again, I know that we suffer from all these problems, but we're a fucking fly-by-night operation here. So, Can I ask you a weird question? Go nuts. Um, I was listening to Tim Dillon, and he made a joke about um, how people are leaving L.A., and he was like, um, yeah, Ben Shapiro took his 70 employees and moved to wherever the fuck he moved his operation to. I don't know. Idaho. I don't care. And he said, and Joe Rogan took his one and moved to Texas, Jamie Vernon. And I thought about, uh, you know, uh, Jerry is a huge... Um, machine. Machine, exactly. That makes a shit ton of money that... And has no moving parts. Well, no, but doesn't... Um, he has no employee base that he's supporting. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, he didn't create all these jobs yeah. because of all of his um, wealth, which is usually the way that it would work, right? Like you make a company, your company gets bigger. And as you get bigger, you get more people that are benefiting off your success, I guess, in a way, right? Yeah. Do What's you, the question? I don't know. Does he, should he have more employees? Well, I think to, if, if, to, if he opens up a comic club, he will have a bunch more employees. I mean, this has happened so fast. Who knows what he will have months from now? It, it hasn't happened so fast, though, that Jerry has been a money-making machine. What's your point, though? I don't get it. Because the, the, first of all, the, club, the club will be separate from JRE, so it's won't, not that won't re- have anything It's to not do. really a point. It was more like... 
you know, uh, Shapiro, take Shapiro, who's in essence, I'm sure makes way less money on his show than Joe makes on his, has 70 employees. Lex Friedman has an employee. Joe has zero employees. No, he he has employees. He's Jamie. He's got the security. There's Matt. There's two security guards. Uh, Listen, I get it. It's probably two editors. of his show, he is not... um, Two editors. We forgot about that, too. I I mean, we don't want it to be. I'm just wondering from, like, a fiscal... I I don't even know what what we don't want is gone now. Like, the, the wheels have come off, and this is out of control. It's clear he did not put enough thought into this partnership with Spotify. With all the news this week and stuff. Oh, like, yeah, for it, sure. It, it's very bad. For sure. Well, we'll get to that in... Um, well, weird. Do we want to... St- okay, fine. We'll let's just start with we'll Snowden. Fine, yeah, we'll let's start get, with Snowden. Let's get into it. Yeah, we're 15 it. minutes in. We haven't even talked about a guest. All right. Um, uh, number... Throw me a number here. I don't have it. I'm going to say 1537. I don't, I don't even... It's, it's Edward Snowden for a repeat 1537 is my guess. In the last uh, year. With nothing to offer. No, it was the exact... The exact same podcast. The only difference was that this time Edward Snowden had something to sell. Yes, yes. His book. Oh, and sorry, there is one piece of breaking news, which was. What are you talking about? That's huge. That they fucking, the U.S. government came out and was like, yeah, this guy's actually a fucking hero. What the government was doing was illegal. Except, except. (laughs) That we already knew that. We already knew that. And he's still not welcome home with open arms. You admitted you were wrong. He he gave out uh, information that, like, what what did they say? The and ru- did it properly. The, by the ruling was NSA bulk collection was deemed illegal. So that's exactly what they did. He's and, just a good citizen. And yet he's still not welcome back with open arms. So that I guess that's my frustration. Well, I have no frustrations. I, this guy could come on once every, this guy could come on at a Tom Popper rate and say what he's saying, and I'd be fine with it. Because I think this needs to be heard more often. I think he's just... Uh... Like a broken record. And like how so many times Joe asks him a question and then he just go off and go, oh, sorry, what was the question? Like he's just wrapped up his talking points because all he's done is consuming his book. I give him a pass because he tried to do something right and he has to survive. So I hope he sells books. But like we know from the last podcast, he's just a dude that was working in Hawaii that didn't really know anything but saw something and exposed it. I don't know why he's such an expert now. Remember, um, it was Skype too. So just in all fairness, some of their conversations were a little bit disjointed. He might have gone on a little too long when Joe asked a question because, right? You know? That's possible. I just found it like his, his, his speaking tone. You, you know what I mean? Like it's, he, he, he I talks mean, like he's uncovering something. Every I kind of understand mouth. what Kamar's saying. If, okay, here you have this guy who obviously did something really good. He saw something that was wrong and he thought, you know what? Nobody else is going to stand up for this and I'm going to stand up for this. Great. That then, does that make him like um, uh, uh, Socrates of fucking, you know, like a doyen of everything that has to do with whistleblowing? No, probably not. But he spent, you know, the past how many years sitting around? I'm sure he's, you know, filled his time becoming really well-versed in his fight, you know? I think I would have preferred to hear what he misses about living in America or just rather than all his political views or philosophical views on the state of the country and stuff. You know what I mean? There's a little more humanity out of it. I don't want to hear that. That would be the saddest. I don't want to hear that, personally. I'd rather, the guy's trying to get back into the country right now. So I don't think that going on Joe Rogan and being like, 
I really miss ice cream and I miss a good burger. And I, I just don't think that comes off as strong as him being like, I'm still stuck in Russia. It's still been almost 10 years that even though the government just admitted they were wrong, I'm still not allowed back in. I'm stuck here now hoping that Joe Rogan, who's like, I know a guy that knows Donald Trump. I might pass that along to Dude, him. Like that was how obscene, like sorry. what? No, I'm just, where are we at now? Where like a, a podcast host has to pass along secondhand to the president. That was a super weird moment. That was a super weird moment where Joe, like, didn't you find that odd? Joe is clearly voting Trump. Where Joe said, um, you know, I don't know the president personally, but I know people who know the president and I'm going to make sure that he knows if he doesn't know this story, he knows this story. I was like, what is going on? Well, I I read an article. Oh, no, there was Assange. But like, what's going to happen? He's going to go. Sorry, he's going to go to Dana White and be like, Dana. Have you heard about Edward Snowden? And then Dana's going to be like, I got to go talk to Trump about yeah, this. This pre- is insane. Pretty, Sorry, Kamar, go ahead. Pretty that's, much. that's completely possible. That is completely possible. I read an article that Trump was considering parting Assange and I got confused. But uh, and, I think that's how Trump operates. And then Joe said, you know, this would be great for his campaign. I mean, this would be a right. That like, was the most insane shit to me which, ever. I was like, what's course, happening right of now? Of course, Donald Trump knows that. And if he is planning on excuse me, pardoning um, Snowden. He's going to do it right around the election because he's not a dummy when it comes to self-promotion. Like We're know? saying right and left sh- both should agree that uh, Edward Snowden is a hero and has been done wrong by. Well, I, I would think so, but at the same time, um, <laughs> the things he's talking about are a power problem, right? And both of those people are vying for power. Uh, both of those organizations are vying for power, <laughs> They're both going to be shitty when they get in there. They're both going to steal more data and more information because that shit's never stopped. You know, he exposed it and they still have the right to do it. All of those acts are still in place. What's crazy to me is that you guys like even after the first time and having you guys be like, he's just coming on and saying the same shit over and over. There's still 10% of America that thinks this guy should fucking rot in jail for the rest of his life. I didn't, I didn't say that. I was just explaining well, to fine, you but even, okay, but even Kamar's point Fine, was. but Kamar, you know, Kamar feels that way. And I'm saying, like, there's still 10% of people out there that think this guy should rot in jail for the rest of his life. That, to me, is insane. Yeah, but, that's why I'm not... I, that's why I'm not hating on this episode so much, because if you missed it the first time, it's super important the second time. Just let this fucking guy come home so that everybody knows that... If there's an injustice going on, you don't have to be afraid for your life to tell somebody about it. You know, that, if this that's podcast, a bad precedent. If this podcast is a catalyst, <laughs> a catalyst to get him back and clear his name or whatever, then it's a good thing. Other than that, it did nothing for me. The thing that hits home the most is when he's like, "I was living in Hawaii." You've you've been there. Like he threw a great life away. To it, do this, so admire his sacrifice. It's not like he was like I was in northern Minnesota in a fucking bunker, like Minnesota. Yeah, he he was in literally what I consider to be the best place on earth. With what he says, I, I was with the woman I love, and he threw it all away to protect you guys. I wonder if he asked him if he would do it again, knowing what he knows now. But he said, he I, said he, he said would. he would. Well, there you he go. said he'd do it a hundred times out of a hundred. I, I mean, wasn't listening. So I don't yeah, know. <laughs> I don't know why now. I have this note. It must have been something that they said, but it is interesting. Um, so the Israelis back in after World War II, they started selling, um, like as their military was getting 
better, I guess. They started selling um, software to other countries. It was actually uh, Ghislaine Maxwell's father. He was the businessman who was in charge of making those deals. And it, they all had a backdoor to them <coughs> that the Israelis could then use to spy on all these countries who had bought the software. Hence the spyware. Creating spyware, hence creating like this perpetual blackmailing machine. It, it just, this is exactly what this guy is exposing. You know what I mean? As, no, he's exposed. He's not exposing it. Like what access does he have now? That's what I wonder. No, now he's just writing books, telling the people about what is possible and what is out there. I think that's important, Kamar. But he's learned nothing new about the NSA or what they're up but to because he's he, out now. He, well, he has, like I said, he has a shit ton of time to do a shit ton of research. And this guy has written a book, okay? Just like when another art, uh, author comes on and he's written a book and we give him the um, expert benefit of the doubt you're just not giving it to this guy because i 100 percent said at the very beginning i'm glad he's on because he's in a hard place and i hope he sells lots of books personally for me this is mm -hmm. i'd rather hear what he what's his day-to-day -day in russia like just just something different or i mean he was optimistic i think you have to realize which is surprising you, you know what i mean through all this like mm -hmm. he wasn't like broken so go ahead matter well, I've, uh, well, I'll respond to that first. I think he's not broken, though, because he, I think he's always felt like the greater good will prevail and that eventually he'll be allowed back in and that. And he wasn't in the, I'm sorry, he wasn't in the same situation that Julian Assange was where he was he got stuck out. in a building having to ride a skateboard around for fun. This guy was living in Russia as kind of like a superstar. He even said it himself. You know what I mean? He couldn't walk down the street without being recognized by somebody telling him what a great job he did or whatever. But I was going to say, too, I think as far as you asking about his day to day, I think he's very secretive about like where he is and does, wouldn't say anything about his day to day in fear of maybe giving I, up. I guess that's fair. But if he if he plays soccer with friends or I mean, what if it turns out he likes Nickelback? You want to know if he's doing pottery and shit. I just don't care what he thinks. OK, interesting. Um, so he was talking about companies out there who their whole business is attacking the iPhone and I thought that was an interesting kind of concept and of course that exists but it just never occurred to me it's so um <laughs> narrow specific so like you know you're some guy from Russia like what do you do oh yeah I'm um I I I corrupt iPhones <laughs> you know what I mean like it's uh but the companies might be a part of a part of a part and you don't even know what you're doing that's interesting. You're just sort of like it's all working on a system. It's like CIA department Put all together yeah. and then, oh, this is what I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the whole um, uh, Bob Laser scenario. Did we assess from that bit what the best phone is to have? I think it is iPhone, eh? No, <clears throat> not for attacks. They were saying, he was saying like Android phones have so many varying factors that it's... You have to like create something specifically for certain operating systems on a certain phone. Whereas iPhone, if you have the new operating system, which we almost all, you know, they, they make you kind of get the new operating system well, every time it comes out. Whatnot. Yeah, or it just slows your phone down. So there's he was saying that it's easier for for people to attack the iPhone because we're all kind of on the same network and platform and whatever. Are we all we're all stuck with iPhone for life, eh? Barring something massive. I can't see myself changing on operating. I mean, system. like I said, I think that iPhone, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I like to believe that they're the least corrupt of them all, but 
it's probably just a lie for our benefits. Why would we? Be I believe that because I somebody said it. You know what I mean? They take less data than everybody else. I thought it okay. was douchey <laughs> that because uh, you got to test the uh, iOS system. Yeah, they should toss you some cash. Uh, well, I mean, keep in mind, Kamar, that <clears throat> there's some people that test it and don't do shit. I actually gave feedback, and you, you should actually get a hundred bucks. Well, okay, I'm with you that maybe there you should know be I mean? some worth sort of... You know what I mean? There were $2 trillion. Like, hey, guys, want to volunteer to help us make more maybe money? Maybe not even cash. Maybe just, hey, here's 25 bucks in the iStore or whatever the fuck. Sure, I'm with you. I'm with I, you. I just think it's obscene. There are probably so many people who just want to try something new before everyone else does that they don't... It's like a lineup of people, let alone they have to like reach into their pocket. Well, they're undercutting them. everyone by giving their intellectual property away for free. Well, maybe you should take the place of fucking... Uh, what's his name? The gay guy? Tim Cook? Yeah. I mean, Kamara, I'll put it to you this way. Like, I No, I, I, I just, if they asked me, I'd say, send me some money or I'm not. And obviously, they're like, okay, fuck you. But. but I mean, that's the thing is I had the choice. Like, for me, I just, you know, I thought the new shit on the new operating system was cool and I wanted it on my phone then. And I don't mind giving a bit of feedback. It's like I, you did something for them, they did nothing for you. And it's just, that's not good business. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I'll have this. I'm upset for you. It's a weird I'll, argument. I'll have a different argument with you. If you're going to steal all my data, you should just give me the fucking phone for free. This too. That's a better that's, argument. That's, that's something we can start talking about. we should be worried about, yeah. you know? Just some give and take here. They're just taking. <laughs> yeah, again, Maddie's argument makes a lot more sense. What you're saying is like, pay me for something that we're not really asking you to do, you know? I mean, Kamar, in the video game world, testing is like a huge thing where they give you the game for free for six months and they let you play it for six months and play the shit out of it under the so guise of... At least they give you the game. They're giving you the update you are, for free. You are looking at this the wrong way. Maddie is making it seem like um, he's doing them a favor. He signed up to be able to do this. There well, it's are not, lots of people I, who wanted to do it. I just don't feel like in this scenario, it's 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 as something for nothing as you're making it out to be. Now, again, that's my that's opinion fair. versus yours. You you're entitled to your opinion, and that's. But again, like you said, you were like, I would tell them I want money or something for it, and you would never sign up. And I mean, that's fair enough. I I feel that. And I think there's a lot of people that agree with you. If no one signed up, then they would have to turn and say, gift card. If you that's correct. Yeah, you're right. So but we're all under. So the market will dictate when not enough people are out there doing it for free, then they'll pay Maddie. But until that time, like well, this is a message to all those people. Apple's a bunch of freeloaders <laughs> say no. But even then, Kamar, I can make a counter argument. There are there are people that have turned around and monetized that there are the the Marquis Brownleys, the unbox therapies that that download that shit early, give them feedback, but then also make a video about it. And that video gets a million downloads. And then it's not necessarily so something for nothing. there is an opportunity nothing. for them, but... There is an opportunity, yeah. I mean... Fuck Apple. I still love your yeah, iPhone. Yeah, there you go. And uh, Simon, it was me that told you, again, my whole thing with Apple is if the U.S. government is going to go to Apple and say, we have an active shooter, give us the passcode to this phone, and Apple's going to go, well, we need a warrant or something that, you know, we need something that says we have to do this and the government can't provide it, that Apple says no, that to me is huge. Because I think most companies would have just fucking given it to them. Anyway. Yeah, I, I, again, I think they're all evil. And because I use Apple, I just like to think of course. that it's the less of evil as, of the bunch. So you but sleep at night. They're all fucking slaving kids to dig 
gems and fucking God knows. Foxconn. Anyways, can we talk about Julian Assange for a couple of seconds? Sure. Because I think sure. it's worthy of discussion. Yeah. Um, so like they were saying, this guy was the darling of the fucking left for a while. He was like, uh, he exposed Bush. Um, and then he gets caught, uh, or sorry, and then he um, releases Hillary's documents like that was the WikiLeaks and just like fuck that guy right like all of a sudden they just turn on him like nobody's business he was doing the same thing he always did was release the truth yeah they just, just don't like it when you release the truth about their side yeah, yeah no shit it's and pretty ugly in essence he cost Hillary that election I think because you know we were talking about a really small margin right that uh, Trump won by am I wrong there uh, electoral votes or popular votes? Whatever, I don't even know. Listen, because well, didn't Hillary won the popular, the popular vote, right? Vote. But lost the electoral. I'll, I'll never understand what that. I'm means. asking Kamar. I don't remember. No, she did. I don't care either. One, but one but anyways, he won the electoral. Yeah, vote and she, she won, won the, the popular. But she didn't even win the popular she by got that more, much. Right? She got more votes overall. Yeah, yeah. If if it doesn't come out that maybe she's like some weird pedophile and all sorts of other shit. Um, maybe those 2 million votes are like, yeah, maybe we're having a totally different conversation right now. So anyways, point is, um, he did a huge thing too, man, because bigger, I I don't know about bigger. I I think bigger because he's, um, exposed like war crimes, um, political crimes, like Edward Snowden exposed one thing, the government surveilling you. Uh, the thing about, I'm glad you brought up, so Trump offered to pardon Assange if he gave up how he got the DNC stuff. Mm-hmm. So Trump could use it to his advantage, and he refused. Right. But there so is, right there, that's a fucking, that's pretty greasy. Of course. What? Trump, gre- Trump is greasy? greasy? No, no. no. What I'm saying, like, I can't, I can't no, but I'm not, I'm not talking about greasy. Like, that's not even greasy. That should be a fucking conflict a of felony. interest. That yeah. should be a felony. It should be very simple. It Bring should it be the same thing as trying to blackmail a police officer. You, you know what I'm saying? The second that you say something like that, yeah. you've compromised you're tra- yourself. You're trading favor for. Yeah. yeah. But they all do that. He should have just said nothing and done it. You know what I mean? He, he's he, these are the the two biggest heroes and what's interesting like you said darlings have left there's not enough coverage from the media as media like taking care of their own harping on this well, you, you know what i mean i was just gonna say there is no doubt at all that this guy if he's the um editor of wikileaks or i don't know what his title was he's the founder of wikileaks right which is obviously like a journalist. It's, it's, it's news it's as same, anything else. It's is. the same thing. Just because you're not mass media doesn't mean you're lesser than. It's better than news because there's no opinion. Sorry. You can't. It's so obvious. Like this to me just seems so un-American. And same with the Snowden, right? Like it all just seems so un-American. And that people on the right, especially, who are like, you know, these believers in the Constitution, like, this guy's getting railroaded, man. And the egregious, Both of these the egregious guys. thing about Snowden is that's Obama. Obama, who was the uh, protect whistleblower guy. So that's greasy as anything else. Well, I mean, listen, Obama ran on like uh, peace and love. Hope and, and change. Then fucking, hope and change. No, I know, but hope and change. But the sentiment was like, we're back to the 60s. It's like this, you know, and then he just was a fucking drone machine. So 
No, I was just I was just pointing out Snowden's troubles happened under an Obama administration. This isn't he didn't expose him when Trump was president. I mean, it's interesting. I don't know if you guys know this, but the guy that uh, the guy that leaked all the Watergate info, he didn't. His name wasn't released until after he died. He just went by the name Deep Throat, okay, forever. But well, it's just funny that even in the seventies, a guy knew he was like, if I'm giving you this shit, I don't want anyone. You're never going to get to know who I am ever until I fucking knew die. The CIA well, has long fingers. That's a true. That's a true. Well, he just knew. He was like, if I, he's like, if I, if someone figures out who I am, I'm going to be ostracized. I'm going to be kicked out of this country. I'm Murdered. Gonna, yeah. So you don't Silenced. get to know who I am. And which the, wonders, which which begs the question, like in this day and age of encryption and shit, why didn't Edward Snowden? I mean, that's the one argument I would have. Why didn't he just do this quietly? Well, and that's why people think that it's like a double um, pump fake, you know, and he's actually like a CIA He should have just done this anonymously and got on living his life. this is all for fucking uh, theater. Because he seems I mean, like I he'd have the wherewithal to do that. I wouldn't say it's theater. I would argue that he'd want to be a martyr or that he'd want to be Edward Snowden, the guy. You know what I mean? Everyone has their thing. He said it in this episode. He goes, I'm not a good person. That was a quote. Mm-hmm. And I get what he was saying. I think he we, was illuminating that nobody is. I understand that. But you know what I mean is we all have our shit and, you know. Um, another interesting thing that I hadn't really taken into account was Ross Perot. Like when I was a kid. Speaking I, of Apple. And I was watching. Why speaking of Apple? He has a huge Apple connection. Oh, I didn't know that. Massive. Okay. Anyways, so when I, I, I wasn't a kid. Well, when I was young and that was all going on with Ross Perot, it was kind of like a joke. It's just like this sideshow that was going on. But meanwhile, this guy actually swayed the election. Like yeah. he um, made it so Clinton wins. And it's kind of like a Kanye move. It's very similar because they're both billionaires. So he's like the black Ross Perot. Look, Kanye's not a billionaire. I think Kanye will be uh, president. Did you see that? Uh, I mean, maybe. Come on, Joe who, really who fucked up knows? not getting that interview. Did you see? Um, shit, what was I going to tell you? Oh, I, can't forget I think one of the reasons Ross Perot was so comical is because uh, Dana Carvey did such a funny impression of him on Silent Live back when Silent Live was funny. Well, he was also kind of a caricature of a person. Absolutely. He was this little tiny man with giant ears and like... And add that Dana Carvey in his prime mm-hmm, right, making you just right, makes the whole right, thing funny. Right, right, right. Um, so he says that the way to fix everything is through civility and accountability. And I think I can agree with that statement. You know, I think we've more people that. were nice to each other and more people were like understood, do unto others as you want done unto you. It's like somehow that tenant was totally lost on, and I don't want to say the youth of today because that makes me sound like an asshole, but just this kind of social media generation, you know, this idea of leaving a message anonymously that totally hurts somebody's feelings and you've done it in a second and you're on and off with your day to never think about it again. Where meanwhile, this guy's fucking blowing his brains out in the closet. I'm not saying that that, but you get my point. I mean, again, I think that's a religious. There's tons of religious things that again, but maybe as the, as we get further away from religion, we become just undone. Like, like I, I know we all, none of us believe in God, like uh, uh emphatic religious person, but keeping some of those lessons 
Yeah. Again, I've always been an advocate of kind of taking what made sense from wherever you could. And I mean, Steven Pinker would argue against everything both of you are saying. Yeah, I'm kind of done. I mean, good friends of Jeffrey Epstein. (laughs) Yeah, right. Been to the island a couple of times. No, listen, um, he was You're done with stats. I'm done with stats. No, no, no. Just that idea of like, I get it. He's right. Things have gotten better. But isn't that kind of like the all lives matter argument? Like, it, it just seems like a really easy way to No, things are better now. Look at the stats. Like, not everything is better now. There are things that were better before, even though the stats may say. Like what? I mean, again, you're going to do it, this where you shrug de- your shoulders depends, and then you're not going to no, bring something No, but it depends up. on how you look at it, right? Like, yeah, things are better now if you think that... Um, being closer to have like a computer implanted in your head is where we were trying to get to. If that's not the case, then that's not, that's never one of the, that's not, not one of the matrices he ever uses, but fair enough. No, that's a matrix I'm using. I'm saying that's like kind of what we're, where we're fucking, where we think the pinnacle is right now is how fast we can download a fucking weather update into our brain, you know? But why do you think that? Because there's one company trying to do that? I don't understand your... You have this weird like way of connecting things in a very Pepe Sylvia type of no, way. No, where- I, I mean, look, we... It just keeps getting... We say it all the time. Technology moves faster and faster. It doubles and triples in speeds, whatever that law is. Like, we're, we're bound to get somewhere quickly enough. I mean, it's hard, though. Like, the stats don't lie... Stephen Pinker says everything's getting ready, but then you're in Kenosha, Rochester, Minnesota. You're going, it doesn't seem like it's getting better. Yeah, but that's ridiculous because just because you're in the middle of a an of a, of a bad event doesn't mean that things aren't getting better no, around you slowly. I, I know that. Change I'm saying to slowly. other people, it's like it's that's getting like being better, in a hurricane it and being like, like it's getting better. I'm in the middle of a hurricane and I'm told things are getting better, but this seems worse. Well, the, the, the human the hurricane isn't caused by society. I'm just saying problems in society, like. But again, our last guess is like we're, they're on the cusp of civil war. Uh, that why is that? If things are getting better, I agree with the stats that things are getting better. It just the optics doesn't look like it's getting better. Maybe that's because there's too many screens, too many cameras, too many pundits. You also say it all the time, though. Where you live and where you go, things are great, and that you only the only times things are really really bad is when you watch the news. You say that all the time. Truth. Truth. I think it kind of goes back to like. Um, if you're a poker player and the odds say you're going to hit this many hands, well, yeah, that's the case, but you got to play all those hands, right? So if you're not, I never do a good job of explaining this point. Because well, in this one, it's a bad example. There's billions of us, so the hands play out regardless. They might not just play out for you is what you're saying. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying, look, yeah, things may be better by the numbers, but like Kamar's saying, it doesn't mean that you're ever kind of going to see the benefits. And he that, might have to read his book because things might now be getting worse because of this pandemic and the lockdown and the stresses on people. I mean, I, I believe he, what he says when it's getting better, but maybe it's got a little bit worse this year. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, so no mention of Brian Callum again. 
plenty of opportunity. How is he going to come up in an Edward Snowden episode? Yeah, like, plenty, are you fucked? Joe, Joe probably had the least words per per minute in this episode than any other episode. Joe talking about Brian Callen, leastly worries. Joe not talking about. We don't. I think those episodes are now what I've I've been reading and were not taken over. It's not just a glitch that didn't get uploaded. Like there's a lot of bad things going on. Brian Callen's the least of Joe's worries. And Brian Callen's going strong with his podcast with Sam Chipley, so. You're obviously just talking about the article about Spotify employees. Yeah, obviously. But again, the Pete Johansson one was left off. So we went over that one. There was nothing in there. But, okay, listen. you you. But now you can at least say these are things that are being discussed openly at Spotify Actually, you're missing the point because they were, A, they were not supposed to be openly discussed. They were supposed to be discussed in a closed meeting. That was the first part. No, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Discussed openly in a forum at Spotify. At Spotify. Yeah. So these things are being discussed. But hold on, but but that's insane, Simon. But you're arguing that that a company isn't allowed to have internal discussions about the content. No, I just don't think it would be so crazy. You're making it seem like that whole thing at the beginning with them leaving off episodes is like an insane idea it is beyond uh, we're not there yet well no well, but now we're seeing at least that we're closer he could address it though and say it's a glitch stuff is don't worry guys we're just hammering but he's not addressing it he at doesn't all. address anything anymore apparently what are you talking about he addressed the fire well and he made uh well that's another disaster hold on he had to do a whole fucking apology did you what see is going on, on here on instagram that's what or, I'm talking about. this was going to be my post joe point but like the ship is going down. I, 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 I well, that was the, that was more concerning to me than anything. Everything's well, concerning to me. That's just like more kind of. Um, it's all part of this thing that's happening. The only thing where that, all of a sudden Joe's having to apologize for anything. The only thing that gave me solace was Joey Diaz shot on him on uh, your mom's house saying, "That's what you get when you saw the big check." And now he's making his apologies, and like, especially no compassion for this for him, one man. where he said what he said was. Um, people on the left are getting arrested for lighting fires in wherever. Portland. California, Portland. Fine. He, Joe makes all sorts of claims all the time. Like, we everything could go has, through every, episodes. Everything has changed. But this it's one, all of a sudden, he's making this, like, insane um, apology about? It was gross. It was so gross. It doesn't mean it, it. It seems weird. It seems weird. It seems like he's having to now do something different yes. than he was doing. Yes. When can I, he wasn't can I throw something out there? Can I throw something out of there? Of course. So, you know, Kamar, you look at our numbers. I see our numbers. Simon doesn't, so Simon wouldn't really understand this. But imagine, imagine if we just if we had, were never on Spotify. Okay, we were. We never had our podcast on Spotify, and then last. Two weeks ago, I put our podcast on Spotify and you started seeing the numbers. Now, imagine if we had Joe Rogan-esque numbers on our Apple. Can you imagine the jump you would see? You get what I'm getting at, right? No, just come and say it. Okay, well, what I'm saying is very simple. Our numbers on Apple are absolute dog shit. 10% of our downloads come from Apple, okay? So let's say Joe was getting 9 million downloads an episode on Apple. Okay, multiply that by 10 per episode. So let's say Joe is now looking at his Spotify numbers, which he never had before because he wasn't on Spotify. There were no analytics to be had. So he was just Joe Rogan getting 9 million downloads. Now, two weeks into this deal, 
he's looking at his numbers with Jamie and he's going, how the fuck am I getting a hundred million downloads an episode? And now all of a sudden he's saying, fuck, I actually, I actually might have something here where I have some sort of fucking. No, no. He, no. All right. He, he knew I, I, he had millions of downloads. I, I mean, I understand a year what ago. you're saying. I'm not talking about millions. I'm talking about 10 times that Kamar. Okay. He knew he had hundreds of million downloads a year ago. Like he, he'd say it sometimes. It's crazy that I have a hundred million downloads, but per episode, all those uh, YouTube and Apple downloads are going out the window. So he's going to be only stuck with his Spotify downloads. So, right? and what does that mean then, though, Matt? That Joe's going to have to make these public apologies every no, not, time he misquotes. You're missing. No, on. what I'm saying is it's very simple. Is Joe? We've seen it before where Joe had all of a sudden realized, oh my God, this is a bigger podcast than I thought. And then he starts acting all fucking loopy for a little bit. I think it's the same thing. I think all of a sudden he's seeing numbers that he's not used to because I talk about it all the time. The Spotify numbers don't add up. And I believe they would do it to him too. Listen to Joe Budden. The Spotify numbers don't add up. What I'm trying to say is through Joe Budden, through Joe Rogan, all that glitters is not gold to Spotify. And as a podcast, as a creator, you have to look at actually what is the best model because like we all thought hundred million dollars Joe's just nothing's gonna change million. whatever the number it doesn't it, it doesn't matter if he had just gone on Patreon he could probably get twenty million dollars a month in two years he makes four hundred million dollars so it's it, it's 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 I've used the word so many times maybe not compromised by the CIA compromised whatever he. If you take the money, you compromise yourself. And that's what we saw with this uh, statement about the forest fires. But if he took the money on his own terms from Patreon, he wouldn't be compromising himself. Well, I guess we've known some examples on Patreon where people say something, they lose that. But I, th I think as it's I'm, coming down, that's the best model you can have to keep your thing, whatever you want to be, is just a relationship with the, the fans. I'm not saying that, uh, look, if Joe were to say something on his podcast that he like felt like he was totally wrong about and that it hurt somebody or whatever, and he wants to make an apology, he's a human, he has the right to, this one just seemed like, it seemed very pandering. Well, ironically, we, we're sort of jumping ahead, but that whole podcast was about the dangers of groupthink and yeah. bending a knee and submitting to... To pressures like it's just like what is going well, what are we doing here? let's get back to snowden for a second he made a really uh, good point when he said any occupation that is invested with the exceptional authority then must be invested with extraordinary amounts of accountability right and that's the he said if any you want to take anything from what i said today that's the tenant and that's that's truth yeah beyond belief maybe right? i shot on him but there's nothing he said that i was like i totally disagree it was just like okay edward i know i know and like you said if you miss it the first time you definitely should get on this one and listen to this one it, it needs to be heard and another interesting point he made and then i extrapolate a little bit on it is he's like um We've implemented these systems ourselves that monitor us, but not only monitor us, they judge us. So in essence, we've like created, and this is where I extrapolate a little bit. Um, we've created like this um, techno God, okay? And it's not even like, um, it's a nice God either. You know what I mean? It's like an Old Testament-y, um, kill your son to prove your loyalty to me type of God. It's just, 
again, it's like I was saying, the greatest trick the devil ever played, right, is tricking us into giving all of our inf- whoa, giving all of our information away willingly, Facebook, things like that. And thinking that like these companies are doing us a favor. Oh, thank you for hosting all my pictures so all my friends can see. Meanwhile, they've been, he said it, well, they say it in the last episode today. Data is more important than any money you can give them. So not only are you giving them all your money, you're buying all the shit they tell you to buy. You're also giving away the thing they value most happily. But you, you've changed that so because the saying was the greatest trick that Devil ever played was making people think he didn't exist. Yeah. And now you made it data. Yeah, well, okay. I'm just... No, saying, no, I was just... I thought you were using the quote, quote. No, no, I was. it was like an example yep. of... Uh, Excellent usage. How the devil is now in the... The devil's in the data, man. In the data, yeah. And how do you get on that data train? I don't know what the fuck you were talking about there, but good try. And you know, he seemed to get it. Edward, Edward Snowden says he's a bad guy, but you'd think there'd be some sort of smear or something. You know what I mean? Who? What are you talking about? Well, people in Sorry. this society, like someone trying to, well, Edward Snowden you dated a 14 year old or, or what any, dig anything has passed. But I think he's like squeaky clean. Like he's just a. Well, I mean, they tried to do that to Assange just on the, this guy's a slob. You, you know what I mean? Like anything they could do to despair. But then when he's fucking guy. Pamela Anderson, you're like, it all comes out in the wash. And I mean, really, how messy was his room if Pam Anderson is going over there to bang him? That's what I'm saying. I bet you he could do. Fucking wicked kick flips, and he was like, "Hey Pam, check this out." No, it was not long Pam in her prime. But he still. was a longboarder. You know this for a fact, Julian. Yeah. Oh, that fuck. That's disappointing. May he rot in jail. Yeah. So now you know exactly how fucking dirty his room was. Just to be clear, white. I see dreads. like uh, <laughs> just full of hacky sacks. Yeah. And Howard Hughes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just jugs of urine everywhere. Fingernails. Yeah. Dirty long. I, I hope both and these guys. Where was he being held? Sweden. The Ecuador embassy in England. I I can't do that accent. But they were going in there every morning, just like, please, could you please throw your urine jar bottles away? And he's just like, no, fuck you, giving them the finger. But his fingernails are so curled over. And that as they, they slam the door, it just gets hit by his own feces. No, guaranteed, he was the type that every time housekeeping came in, he was just jerking off. Like, oh my god, Absolutely. again, you guys. Oh, again? sorry. Oh, do you <laughs> want to make so yeah. Please put yeah. it away while I clean your room. Yeah. So cool. Oh, every day, every day with this, huh? That's exactly what it. That's why they called them dirty. Yeah. It was a mistranslation. Yeah. Huerti. Good stuff. Um, are we done with Snowden then? Yeah, we can be done. All right, well, I'll let you two rate it. Kamar, go first. Kamar's going to give it a two. Yeah, I just, nothing new came out. Very sensible young guy. I hope the best for him. I give it a two. Um, I'm going to give it a 3.75. Um, yeah, really important episode. If it wasn't so close to the last one, like I'm with Kamar in that this did us no good. But How far, far back do you think the last one was? I think it was like a year. As far as... Um, as far as... He didn't come to bring something new. He came to sell his book and good on him. He needs to be supported. to everyone. It's, it's up there. I'm not buying the book. It's getting a five for me. Needs to be heard. You got to hear it. You got to listen to it. No, not so many fives, Simon. Again, if in a year where there's like 200 podcasts and I give out six fives, you think that's a lot? If 
a year from now he comes on and it's again the same thing, will it be like, wow, this guy is just a one-trick pony? No, I, I have a feeling that he'll come on in a year and he'll be in the States. Plan to come on. That, that's the best possible outcome here. Yeah, that'll be I bear no ill will towards him. Did you I. give him a five the first time he was on? No, I don't think so. Oh, interesting. I thought this one was more impactful. I, I prefer the other one. I truly thought, again, he spoke more. All right, fair enough. I'll oh, just no, move no. on. It's okay. This one was better because, don't you remember the first one where Joe couldn't get a word, like the uh, Skype wasn't working well or... Still, there are many times Joe asked a question, Everson Owen just went on a diatribe and said, oh, sorry, what was the question? Like, he's just, he wrote a book and he's just on his talking points. Not, nothing against that. I just didn't find it. I found the first one way more interesting. And even then, I found him unimpressive. But good on him. He's a hero. Kamara doesn't like patriotism <laughs> or no. heroes. He's a, Trump is the real hero. He's not a Fighting he, pedophilia. And he hates flags. Well, what do we do if Trump pardons him, lets him back in, then Trump's a hero? Well, no. I think that's going <laughs> to happen anyways, like I said, because Trump understands uh, self-promotion. And well, I think Dana gonna White's going to have a word with him. And Joe's going to get in touch? Yeah. Stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. Okie dokie. So um, what do you want to do here? Because... We have a decision to make. No, we don't. We don't have any real paid ads, so we'll just do the next one, and then we'll take a break. Unless you really want to take a break now. Uh, no, I could do it whenever you guys want. Who's next? 100 episodes! Still like the first one. Next is Lex Friedman. Oh, let's take a break, and then we'll do Lex. Perfect. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Onnit.com. If you're like me, you wake up in the morning with brain fog, feeling lazy and confused. Your job or jobs require you to be on top of everything but your mind often slows down, your attention drifts away, and your memory fails. Coffee and prescription meds have failed you, leaving you with jitters and a lack of sleep. Worst of all, it keeps happening when you need to be on top of your game. Lucky for you, Onnit may have the answer. With a team of scientists and researchers, Onnit took the best earth-grown botanicals and created a one-of-a-kind cognitive enhancer called AlphaBrain. It could be the solution you've been looking for. AlphaBrain works. It's been clinically studied to help healthy individuals support memory, focus, and processing speeds, and is made from natural ingredients found in nature. For a limited time, Onnit is giving you a chance to try Alpha Brain free of charge. That's right, I said it free. You just have to pay the shipping. Best of all, if you're not satisfied, you can keep the bottle, and Onnit will give you a free refund. You don't even have to call. No hoops, no catch, nothing. It's as easy as could possibly be, entirely risk-free, with a 100% money-back guarantee. So go to onnit.com slash J-R-E-E and try it today. That's O-N-N-I-T dot com slash J-R-E-E to try your Alpha Brain trial today. Okay, okay, Simon. All right, we're back. 1537 Lex Friedman. That's correct. So can I first say... um, I'm now certain that Lex has listened... To our podcast at some point. Why do you say that? Well, because he's clearly very interested in the comment section and how mm-hmm. people feel and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure if he found out that there were multiple Joe Rogan review shows who had reviewed his episodes. So let's just start by saying, Lex, I'm sorry. You seem like a really, really genuinely nice guy. I'm not sure we'd get along super well. We have very different interests. Maybe if you fought him. 
Uh, I'd lose to a fight. He's Russian, first of all. He's a black belt in jujitsu. But uh, he well, wants he wants to take all comers. I know. Let me well, just let's get there. We're not there yet. Sorry. Let me just tell all listeners something very. This is wildly important. Black belt in jujitsu or not, don't fight Russians. No, you I think we can lose. I think we can all agree. You should just probably never get in any sort of altercation with a Russian. There we go. Good advice. The more you know. I have to be honest, I predicted uh, Lex Friedman last week, but I had heard him on this podcast say he was going to be on. So. Oh, you oh, sly dog. Oh, you're such a cheating you piece of shit. Oh, no, no, I, I just can't believe no what, what am yeah. I supposed to do here? Hey, I I'm, could just gloat it all fucking episode. No, you should have said when you were making the prediction. Oh, no, that's no fun. Kamara, I also love that you... Make him clean. I also love that you think one of us would have remembered that you said Lex Friedman and yeah. that you could have gloated oh, all no, no. episode. He could because people talked about it on the Instagram this week. So I was quite aware that Kamar was correct in oh, his okay. prediction. Yeah. Fifth appearance. I'm starting to think Lex has something on Joe. but Because <laughs> he, he, he's Russian. So Joe, you know you're going to pretend like you're my buddy. But if you don't, I show the pictures. You might be right, man. Like it's, it's a weird um, relationship. Comfort food, I guess, for Joe. Because he's on like. he's on a lot. He's on like clockwork now almost. Like every it's like changing the filter in your furnace. Like Joe has an alarm on where it's like, ah, Alexa's gotta be on again. And I just feel like I thought the Spotify thing there's gonna be just different guests. Maybe, maybe as we said before, it's COVID and just that's a problem getting people. But I feel like there's a rotation of fifty people. And it's sort of bumming me out. Like I need someone I've never heard of before. I will. I'm gonna. I'm trying my best here. I mean, I'm on board. That so far, so far, this Spotify thing seems like the biggest clusterfuck ever. And I, I said that. What if? And you're like, no way. It's gonna be fine. But it's like, you don't know till you know. Well, I just. I'm still gonna give them the benefit of the doubt. It's still the beginning of COVID. There's still. I'm not there yet. That's all I'm saying. I cannot see how the empire crumbles, but it just feels like it's. Bolts are coming loose. Just like he said, I forget what episode we talked about last week, but he said, when I told Spotify, they're like, you are? Like the Spotify deal was signed thinking the podcast was going to be in LA and stuff. So it's all up there. Who knows what's going to happen? And Lex is just comfort food. Joe is like that cool counselor at camp that... um, Cool counselor at camp. If he likes you, everybody likes you. You know what I'm saying? If they like, he vouches for you, and all of a sudden you're just cool. Everyone in the camp thinks you're cool. Yeah, that's just kind of how. Well, or everyone thinks you're a a right wing Nazi. How that shit works. It goes either way. Um, I I don't know. I I have pages and pages, and now that Matt started this whole thing by saying chances are he listens to the podcast, which now that I think about it, he probably does. Um, I'm giving us way more credit. Like I said that as a joke. I don't think he actually listens. Are you fucking kidding me? No. After hearing him threaten to fight people and he got, it was like a Brendan Schaub moment at the end. I don't know if you guys got that where like uh, Joe told him that he couldn't fight anymore. When Joe was like, no, you do this. And he was still fighting Joe. And he was like, you'd be surprised. You have taught. I thought it was very like, it got oh kind of weird God. for a you second know what? there at the end. Lex, for the Patreon, I'll fight you. Oh, my God. No, you won't. Yes, you will. He'll roll you up into a sardine. That's fine. That'd be fucking incredible for the Patreon. Anyways, he doesn't... I don't think he actually wants to fight people. He was saying that 
people on Joe's board were calling him like a beta cuck or whatever. I really like Lex Friedman. I'm going to say that. And I listen to his podcast. Obviously, that's how I know it was on this podcast. But I just... I don't need to listen to another man, just adore another man. He can still be objective. Like, no matter what his fandom for Joe is, he still brings thoughts and discussion. But it's just, again... Remember you were saying about Edward Snowden, like... Who is this guy mm-hmm. that all of a sudden I'm listening to your opinion on the Joe Rogan show? Yeah. And that's kind of what I was driving at, which I guess I missed the point with the cool camp counselor. It's like, okay, maybe once I kind of get Lex is on, he's a robot guy. I get AI. it. AI guy, whatever. But now five appearances in, they never talk about AI. If they do, it's like because well, he's he's out of AI to he's in a po- make his virtual he's lover. In a podcast now. He's a podcaster now, and that's all lover. thanks to Joe. And again, listen, I'm in no position to talk about riding Joe's coattails. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying like, I I I just look. He came on, he sang, he recited poetry. Like, this isn't your own personal fucking it is. stomping ground, it, playground. Like, it, we're all listening to this. We all... It is for him. And if it, you listen to his podcast... I find it selfish. It's weird to me. Yeah, he's indulging. But if you listen to his podcast, he is smart. He is. They're talking about crazy concepts. You know what I mean? He, he, he's better on his own podcast than on the Joe Rogan podcast as a listener to critique, like... The most interesting thing was when they were talking about the, uh, I hope you thought, the release of alien information. Sorry, can you repeat that, Kamar? Well, he was talking about how, why is the government holding stuff back or or not? You you know what I mean? And what did he say? We thought there'd be nothing more inspirational than letting everyone know there's aliens, we have a spacecraft, you know, to, to lift up the spirits of everyone. Mm-hmm. And Joe's counter was that, well, you can't tell other superpowers that you have this thing because you're going to start a Cold War. And I, I mean, obviously, you want them to come clean, pictures, demonstrations. Well, I just think we've come, like, they're there. They're 52% of the way there, and now they're still kind of, like, playing coy and shit. It's just so governmenty, you know? Just, just like I felt fuck off already. When Lex was talking, you know, when someone talks... You sort of feel like, uh, yeah, they're asking the putting the question out there that you think too. I I guess more my point is, Lex has no more valid information about the aliens than you or I or anybody else. Like he is not an expert on anything that he talked about in this episode at all. He is just a he's a human you know the thing is i heard him on his podcast talk to the scientist who was talking about aliens may like physics may work different for aliens because they don't even think like us or look came into the world on a different so he has discussions with really smart people i, I think he's more of an expert or has more opinion i'd like to hear than so can i ask Snowden. you a question why is it then that we don't tend to get more of those discussions on his he he just comes on and yes. like drones on about how amazing Joe is and like and how bummed he is. No, it, I guess it's a fault, but it, this is he, he's just a kid, giddy and happy. He said, to be "I'm there. so happy that Spotify. You're on Spotify now. I'll be able to play Stevie Ray Vaughan and Jimi Hendrix songs on my guitar." And I was just like, "Yeah, that's what you think, right?" That 
<laughs> this is good for you so you can play more music. Yeah, the music thing. I mean, I think we went over the last time. All this stuff, like he's just... Okay, and, and again, we're not the only people... I'm not the only person who feels this way. No. If you look at... And I know, never look at the boards, but there seems to be this common consensus that like... I'm in agreement. I want Joe Rogan's podcast to be fun. I don't want people to like be scared to say their opinions and shit. Or just be themselves. But if you're going to go on Rogan and you're not a comedian, if you're a comedian, you get to go on and shoot the shit because you're a fucking comedian. But if you're going to go on there and you're Lex Friedman, who's an AI guy, 90% of the time should be AI stuff. And then if you did a real good job and you want to sing a song and Joe says it's okay, fine. Dance for us, monkey. I was just That's, that's all I can say, okay? You totally beat me to it. But that's not what I meant. <laughs> well, that's what I heard. Okay, but, but, but I honestly think Lex Friedman is intelligent <laughs> enough and objective enough to... Get off and go, oh, I fucked up again and just fucking fanboyed out. I swear. I wish that was the case, but then I hear him say things like, no, I think he's totally disconnected from reality. I think he's gotten so like pseudo famous so fast because all because of Joe, all because of Joe saying I'm the, no, he didn't say that. Joe is the cool counselor. And he said, this kid is cool. Like show him your love. And it built, he has a podcast, he now gets to interview fucking Elon Musk and shit, like. I feel like Joe is his only friend. I mean, maybe. Maybe. And so for him, it's not, it's not going on a podcast to like uh, demonstrate his knowledge or whatever. It's like to, to hang out with a, a buddy. Like, he, you know, he talks about his mom criticizing him for saying, even his mom <laughs> thinks he's a fucking schlup. So, of course, what you're saying is in agreement. I just don't think he can help himself. You're t it's adorable for 15 minutes. But you then it's you like know when you talk about, uh, you know what, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about. Uh, Let's just get some new guests, Joe. I just, <laughs> I just kept imagining in my head, like, at the three-hour mark, Lex comes in from off stage and is like, You've been talking to the Lex spot this whole time. That would be a showstopper. Yeah, you that'd know? be great. You know? And then he leaves it for him, for Joe, as like a jiu-jitsu slash uh, companion. I was going to, I thought you were going a totally different direction. I thought you were going to say like he comes in from stage left in like full actor garb and is like, Joe, if you don't mind, I'm going to do the last act from uh, Barishnikov's. Like just some next level like i don't I, i'm done with lex he's got to come in he's got to gush over joe and like uh stuff that's happened in past episodes that he's been dying to ask him about he talks a little bit about combat jiu-jitsu health uh check-in of joe's uh, still going keto like we're still keto oh, are we can are we, we still talk this? about we goggins for a second mentions goggins no 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 not just mentions goggins he started doing goggins things and then goggin gets in touch like again Joe said deep. he was the deep. cool kid. He had to figure out a way to stay relevant. Like, I guess maybe I'm being, you see, in my head, I'm like, and I just think this, I don't know this, but I figured like Lex was a really smart fucking AI dude Is who smart. had a really good job where he could sit around MIT. and just be smart for four hours at a time or whatever he said he does and all of that. But 
it's just, it seems so thirsty to get famous. Like, I'm confused. I'm totally confused. I hope it's all just a uh, happenstance and that it's not that he's, uh, like, look at the numbers and trying to grow. It's just happening organically and it's a good ride for him. But it's like he's thrown away everything that made him him to yes. become this, this yes. guy. Exactly. Like, when Lex was on the first time, I loved him. Like, if you go back and listen, I don't think I had anything bad to say about yeah, Lex we the did. first time. You two did. Touch of I, death? Touch of death. I think I might have even backed up a little bit the touch of death. Yeah, knowing you, you probably did. I probably did. Like yeah, Knowing you. I, I'm telling you, I think I gave him the benefit of the doubt. And then every time he's come on, he's like pushed the limit a little more, a little more to see what he could get away with. This time he told Joe to fuck off. I thought it was rude. I don't know. I, I think because Joe was no, trying to Brendan Schaub him, and he just wasn't no, having it. When he it. said "fuck off," that's when oh, you have something on Joe, and he, <laughs> and he's he's uh, your friend here, like um, Stockholm syndrome, sort of victim of proof. But he did try to break down the pig and Elon for Joe. He, he brought some. I mean, as confusing as it was. Again, the things that he was supposed to be able to enlighten us on, I found like. He was lacking. And no, but they're then, not there yet. He even said it. He's like, I'm not a biologist. I just watch them put something in a pig, and then I watch them take something out. But he's like, that's all. And I the pigs seem fine, and these pigs were perfectly happy. You don't know shit about those pigs. He's a pig farmer. Yeah, maybe Lex was a Russian pig farmer. How the fuck do you know? You're right. I don't know anything you about You don't know jack guy. shit about I agree Lex. With you 100%. Lex, we're so sorry. I, no, I agree with you 100%. And like I said, I think Lex is like, oh, I talked about myself and my music too much. I, I, I'm sure, like... I, I like Lex. Just off Lex for one second because we're going to get right back to him. But um, do you guys think it's weird that Africa is so big, right? That all everything else fits all the in land mass. onto the map. But on a globe, it's made out to be like maybe just about the same size as North America. Like knowing what we know about the way people are oppressed, it seems like that would be a pretty good way to keep uh, propagating that myth, you know, just make sure that everything that's taught in schools, make sure that that country always seems a lot lesser than it is. Well, that sort of get into there. Or that continent rather seems a lot lesser than it is. That sort of gets into our last guest. Africa is actually very small. It is the people that are big. It makes it look very small. Big hot. Big hot. Yeah. Well, that was very rude, come on. Um, Many very bad click. <laughs> Okay, and then now back to Lex. Um, sorry. Yeah, with the pages. Jesus. I know, I know. I have a whole thing It's like going Walter here. Cronkite over here. Fuck. Um, you really just have a shitty old basketball clipboard with a bunch of like random full scap? Come the, on, coach. I thought the clipboard was a cool. I like it. I like, I like it a lot. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. I was thinking about making it my thing because now no. I don't have all these journals kicking around. So uh, I thought okay. you broke it out for the hundredth episode. The, the ripping of the page and the turning. It's we're uh, going high tech with our special effects and our clipboards. No, 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 no. Like he should have an iPad, right? He should. And just have his notes that he's flipping through. Oh, my God. You just knocked. He has an iPad, too. That's exactly what he should have, Kamar. Yeah. You want me to use the iPad? Yeah. And oh, just, I can do that. Wouldn't that look cool? But wait, then how do I take? I have to type the notes? No. Don't you have a stylus? Yeah. I can write them. There yeah, you go. I'll figure it out. Um, or type them so they're legible. <laughs> <laughs> One of the other. The doctor over here. What else do you have for Lex? Oh, okay. So I don't have I Lex. had a couple of great ideas from my ire from this podcast as I was just getting so angry as I was listening. Like I was getting so frustrated. This couldn't go fast enough. There was no button <laughs> I had that can make this podcast go fast enough. 
but it did spark some great. I, I think I have a best-selling book in the makes, which will then lead to a whole movie franchise. So it's um, it's a hybrid of like let's say a single white female Frankenstein and maybe like um, a little bit of iRobot since we just watched that one. Um, so basically. Uh, man falls in love with a famous podcast host, okay? And um, <laughs> he changes his, himself as much as he humanly, humanly can to be said famous podcast host. Shaves his head, starts doing, I don't know, the same th exercises and uh, hobbies that said podcast host does. Um and then Joe, or sorry, then the podcast host likes him and maybe even has him on the podcast, but that's not good enough. So then he has to build the Joe bot, like we were saying. Um, sorry, let me just get to that. That would be amazing. I hope, he's, I hope he's working on that. The next page of my script. Um, then the real Joe finds out that he's built this um, Joe bot. And it's too weird for even Joe. And he's like, listen, sorry, not Joe, the podcast host. And he's like, listen, Lex, I mean, uh, not Lex. Uh, this is too weird. I like you. We're friends in air quotes again, but you got to get rid of Joe bot. Like this is too much, you know? And, um, unfortunately that leads to the podcast host destruction because, Maybe Joe Bot's already in place. Maybe that's why Lex is on so He's much. He's writing this down in his head going, Pulitzer. And then, they get a load of this. and then, so he you has... notice how he said movie franchise he has after this best-selling book? He has to make this Rosemary's Baby decision. Like, do I stay as kind of friends with Joe Rogan or do I be best friends with Joe Bot? He goes with Joe Bot. Um, Joe Bot takes... Or he now is like, you know... A regular on the podcast, like every day. It's a bonafide it's like page the turner. Joe and Lex. I mean, the podcast host and the not Lex podcast. It's a bonafide page turner. End scene. Um, the end. Simon, a conspiracy-minded person would argue that uh, Joe Bot has already been in effect since Lex's first appearance. That Lex is just there to do maintenance on Joe Bot. Now that would make sense. Why? I wonder if we go back and look if it's like a real like. Well, like think about it. He's year, doing. He's doing like yearly a, maintenance. Like you watch. Uh, you've watched Westworld. He's doing exactly. like uh, continuity checks, right? Dude, that's exactly what he's doing. So he's asking certain questions, hoping that the that the that the answers are in line with as it should be. I, I, I think. Sorry, a better one would be. Better one. <laughs> Hear me out. Sure, I'm. I'm all ears, dude. Because I playing was this game. Let's upset do it. about planes, trains, and automobile with uh, Kevin Hart and mm. uh, Will Smith. A planes, trains, and automobile. Lex Friedman having to get to the Joe Rogan studio because the flight goes down, everything goes down, and just him traversing the country, the people he meets, the and he realizes I don't want to do this anymore. But that's the end of the when he gets to the studio. Is he traveling with Joe Bot? I think that could be possible. Because well, if not, there's no way that it's better. But the journey. Makes what if him, he's traveling with Tom Papa? Well, no. Of course, the course of the journey, because Lex cannot meet a girl, his own admission, he, he falls in love, gets to the door of the studio, and just walks away. Doesn't even go in and doesn't do the podcast. It walks away from all this forever to be in love. How about this? 
we go with my whole idea, but at the end, he falls in love, and then he has to decide between the girl and Joe Bot. So again, it's like a double reverse Rosemary's Baby. That might have legs. My whole point is, at the beginning of the movie, all that matters is to him is to get on this podcast. Yeah. And this plane goes down, and I, over the course of his travels, he learns it's not all about Joe Rogan. I like your maintenance life. idea. Of course you do. I like that maintenance idea. Sorry, lads. Um, so just <laughs> back to the aliens Crickets. for a second, because it is true. Um, so the government disclosed that those videos with a ton of hoopla, like they used the, um, I say they used, because I feel like they used the New York Times article to like give it all credibility. And then really didn't tell you anything. They showed you these three videos but there really wasn't like the fanfare that should have been, right? Doesn't feel like the journalism was done. It was just a statement put out. Maybe. It seems like they were doing a uh, expose where with the information provided very by the military was for exposed. Them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, what? What? Do you, like, is there a way where everyone on Earth just says we demand to know what you meant by that? No. The, and, and they go, okay, we'll do it. We'll there do it. There is no way, and you know this because even the presidents don't have fucking access to this shit, man. Well, that, that, this is now if Trump wins, you know how they say once a president gets to the second term, it's like they let the balls hang out. Yeah, you, you, you know, feet up on the desk because well, except people criticize Trump says he wants to be president forever, but the idea is that you can't run again, so. Live it up, so maybe he'll expose some fucking crazy shit because he's a crazy, greasy guy. And that's why I think no matter what, um, the Americans, this isn't a, a thing they have or Russia has or anyone else. I think the fact that they even came out with anything is oh. should show us that this is something from somewhere else. That you're saying that was for China and Russia to know something? Because, no, I, I'm saying if whoever actually had this, if somebody was reverse engineering UFOs and they had this um, anti-gravity whatever, this ability to, to jump from one space to another by thinking it, pretty much, you're not only changing the battlefield, you're like changing the entire sport you're changing the planet on which the sport is played on like all of a sudden you've gone from gravity to no gra I, I mean in importance it's so i i think that if the americans actually thought there was a chance that it was theirs they wouldn't be coming out and saying they had any information is this more back to annie letterman or whatever lieberman or what no i forget her name but joe you must understand this time because she said it was a Russian ship. Yeah, I, right? don't, I don't think these no, are no. Russian ships. That's what I'm saying. I think these are... German. That, that's not to say that um, <laughs> Russians aren't working on something. No, I don't think it's German either. That, they get my vote because their engineering was the most advanced. Again, that's why I was laughing the I hardest. I think yeah, they were sure. in touch maybe with reverse engineering a long time ago. I just don't think anybody, any human has ever mastered it enough to be able to use it in like combat, let's say. Because if they had, we would have fucking seen it already. I First of all, let me just really quickly, even if we could reverse engineer just the ship, okay, just the technology used 
to move from point A to point B that quickly. The G-forces involved in moving the human brain from A to B that quickly kill any human being instantly. Yeah, I'm assuming that there's maybe nobody in those things. Well, like Lex said. Or physics affects them differently because they're from... Is that what Lex said? Yeah. Um, but That too, Kamar, sure. But I just meant that as far as our brain and our body is concerned... Humans going in it, no, no chance. But we, you've talked about the Nazi bases under Antarctica. Yes, he's talked about it extensively. We've heard about Nazi bases on the moon. Yes, Simon's also spoken of this. I mean, so if anyone has that sort of shit going on, it's the Nazis. No, oh, you, I can tell Sad, you all about truth. the Nazis, right? Like Werner von Braun is the only reason. Well, there we go. We're back to this. We got to the moon. Yeah. Can you imagine, Simon, if if one of these crashed ships, we opened it, and there was a swastika. But what's strange? Well. And like everyone had a little Hitler mustache. So what does that mean, though? Does that mean that they had already reverse engineered it, or you mean that the aliens were Nazis? No, that like Hitler had successfully sent someone, like to colonize, and then they by the time they got back, we had be- we had defeated the Nazis, right? But they had already gone and colonized the rest of the interesting. And then they were doing the mustache thing to try and be like their ancestors. It's kind of like the um, see you're with the me skulls. now skulls, yeah. Which I heard a very interesting. Save um, it for the fucking post show. Remind me. Um, Nope. But in in the New York in the New York Times article. In the the New York Times, you're honest, you asshole. In the New York Times article, yes, come here. It was the military. It was the Navy. Not NASA. Not NASA. Which is a disconnect, right? Well, I mean, what do you mean? Well, wouldn't. Wouldn't the military want NASA working on this because they know the most? Like, I guess it's counterintuitive. I mean, well, I wouldn't assume NASA knows the most. NASA, well, hold on. For me, I would assume that NASA is just us trying to send stuff into outer space. I wouldn't necessarily assume that NASA has all the know about. I mean, listen, I NASA would like to know about. Of course, these crafts. I would assume that for sure, and they do. But I think the reason why the military is involved is the military is always first. These things have come into American airspace. They don't know what they are. They've been over nuclear bases. Like that's a threat to. Well, as soon as they jam the, as soon as they jam the shit, it's an act of war. Kamar, you're down by three going into the half. I was going to hold off, but uh, oh, I'm sorry. But they look. It's looking good. Like they just scored. So. I need them to lose. Oh, you need Detroit to lose? Yes. Yeah, well, they're down I, by three, so that's Oh, good. sorry. No, I think they have to lose by seven. Oh, they will. Don't I worry. I beg against myself all the time. Well, Matt Rogers, this is his year. Minnesota's getting crushed. So, yeah, I really struggled uh, this week because there was just nothing for me. And uh, I think my idea with Simon's collaboration of Planes, Chains, and Automobile would be a great movie, so we'll do Planes, Chains, and Automobile. We're doing Story a movie game? Fun. We're doing the movie game. Oh, okay. Movie game. Story of two strangers tied together who have to get across the country by plane, train, or automobile. Are we doing the original or the remake? Well, the remake isn't out, so we'll be doing the original. Well, I thought we might be doing a future earnings episode. And uh, I just want to say this is one of the funniest movies I ever saw at the time. It was just so funny. Rest in power, John Candy. Fucking legend. All right, the year first. It's um, the movie game where Simon and Mac go head to head. Figure out what year a movie came out, the budget, and the box office. 
Okay, are you ready for a year, Matt? Yeah. I said 1985. I said 88. Directed by John Hughes, 1987. There, there. Okay. And we love John Hughes, 60 Candles, The Breakfast Club. I think this might have been his last act before he died. Starring Steve Martin and John Candy. Music by Iron Newborn. Cinematography, Donald Peterman. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the cinematography is definitely what stands out in but, trains um, and automobiles. We're all over the place with the, how much movies make. Okay, I guess I'm I'm not. I'm nowhere close. I haven't written a thing down here. Uh, Man, this is tough. You guys never get the year right. We might have to get within one is a half point. No, 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 no. no. All or nothing. That's what I like to see. This is is not 100 movie games, sadly. All right, I'm ready. I'm so far off, but I'm ready. Okay. You never know. I don't know where I'm at either. You go first, Simon. I was closest on the year. So I said it cost cost fifteen point seven million to make, and it grossed one hundred and nineteen million. Wow. I said it cost ten point nine million to make, and it made thirty one point two million. Wow. It was a different time. It cost thirty million to make. I'm fucked. And the box office was forty nine point five million. Oh my god! So you're in there with the fifty, but this is what that lister said. It's got to be a percentage sometimes. One point for Matt. None for Simon. Forty nine point what? If it made one hundred sixty million, it'd be like the biggest movie ever. That's what I was saying. Is I knew I just didn't think it would cost thirty million to make. I thought you just got when you're in the eighties though. You got to change everything down. I, I mean, I went ten though. That was the thing. Is yeah, I figured yeah, no. you know. Can I tell you another? Got to uh, think their salaries. I still just, you know, 87. Go ahead, Simon. I had an idea for a Black Mirror episode while I was listening to this nonsense. Okay. Um, so we figure out a way to put our soul slash um, consciousness into some sort of android when this meat bag runs out. Okay. And um, we all kind of then have to fall into two classes like there'll be some people whose wives love them so much that their the idea that they were going to die was too much and that now they're still alive in consciousness and soul that they'd be willing to put up with the fact that they're now, you know, hugging a, a cold metal Android and fucking a dildo in essence. Right. Because that Android would then have like a rubber cock and all of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Anatomy Dude, important. what the <laughs> fuck were you doing? So okay. weird the details, yeah. Because I don't think that has anything to do with it. But go ahead. Well, it does. But you it, have to. It totally asked. does because that. Listen, if you're a lady, let's say, or no, even the other way around, right? Like, let's say um, your significant other uh, has to go into this robot android body. So imagine like a um, iRobot type of situation. So, but they're not real. Um, well then do you have any trouble cheating at that point and then you're fucking a pocket pussy in essence you know what I mean I mean it's more than that but it is that a flashlight that's been so you'd have to really love the person to put up with the fact that they're no longer human couldn't you cheat at that point without any sort of feeling bad well why because the soul still exists Anyways, let me finish just Wouldn't you just move you on and meet in. someone else? And then, well, that's just <laughs> it. There'll be some women or men who are like, no, you're, you died. 
I'm done with you. My, I now get to go out and live my life and fuck real humans yeah, with real a, dicks. A real but does my, and, does my android with a dildo get to go around and fuck other people too? If it's well, programmed I mean, to have that you, desire. It's not programmed. It's but it's my soul no, in there, there, right? Yeah, it's a, so I can still for all intents and purposes, it's a person. It's just a robot person. I mean, listen, if they've made it that good, I'm like, sure my robot dick is going to have some sensation in it. So, again, uh, it's like a whole reverse, 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 reverse <laughs> Rosemary's Baby. And scenario. this is your idea for an episode of Black Mirror, and you're just yeah, you brought it to us for I'm a bunch of holes get, in it. Um, what's her name to come back and play the robot? Miley Cyrus. I think I think th- that would be uh, almost archaic or whatever. I think it'd be more like um, the one where the two dudes fuck each other in the video game. My favorite episode. I think you'd totally miss. So you'd have point. a. Well, I think so. I would miss that. The virtual reality would be the. Uh, it was your technology. <laughs> you would actually download it into a thing. You just go to a place and then you're interacting with that person. Yeah, but you're a human being. Yep. And you want to be able to go out to eat with your significant other in the real world. Strap on the Google. In the, put on the, in the real world. No. What do you mean no? And you're shaking your head. The, I made this episode. And I think no. you're, you're thinking. No, you didn't. I am God of this episode. And I think I you're. Decide. The rules of the world. The episode I believe you're yet. thinking like a caveman with technology, like augmented reality. No, but what I'm real. saying. Real. It's virtual you, reality. Yes, but you still want to. In real life, your sister still gets married and you want to take your husband to the wedding. You can't say to your sister, hey, let's do your wedding in virtual reality because my husband is gone. It's a very specific example, but there's more examples where you could do in virtual no, augmented reality. No, that's only if we all live in virtual reality. And we all will as we're heading towards the simulation. In my example, we don't. It's an iRobot type of scenario. I think it's a great story. I, hope no, I don't think on. you do. <laughs> I, ho- I hope to see it on Black Mirror. Okay, Anyways, can we fucking just rate good. Lex and move on? Because we're, we're doing a lot of post-Joe stuff here. Um, you can't, Unless I'm crazy. Yeah. Um, it's like he has one note per sheet. Like it's No, he's got <laughs> many things written, but there's whole things just thrown away. Like he's got to cut so much. Could you imagine if we went through every note? No, we'd be here forever. Oh yeah, this was the other. Can we? This so this is how it ended. Okay, so he, it was the whole Brendan Schaub thing. Joe was telling him, "Don't read any more." Negative stop comments. reading the comments. Yeah, don't read the comments. And um, Lex said, "No, Joe, you do not understand. I'm going to change the way people act on the internet." Nope. And then I thought to myself, "Okay, so delusions yeah, of he grandeur." He got on Joe. And they hurt his feelings really bad. And he Lex Lugard or Luthered. He like thought to himself, okay, not only I'm going to change the way the internet works, you know, and then everybody's going to be nice to me on the Joe Rogan boards. What's the Lex Luthor connection? I, I thought you could do a kryptonite analogy. Kind of like plotting to, you know, change the internet. For the better, with good intentions. Yeah, I know, but still, you know, uh, absolute power corrupts absolute. It was weird when he said, "I, I think everyone working." <laughs> just he said, random. "Everyone working on AI and technology, for the most part, has good intentions." Yeah, for the most part, doesn't help me sleep at no, night. No, because you just need that one guy who has bad intentions who fucking 
Did you not just launch a Skynet? Did you not see the guy? Did you not see there's a company in China called Skynet? I'm not surprised. I did not see that though. When they asked, they asked. So they had they were interviewing an employee, and they were like, uh, "Has the boss, has like the creator of the company seen Terminator?" And they were like, "Yes, it is one of his favorite films." And it's like, "Well, what are we doing here then?" Like, we're just waiting for the robot overloads. I do like the poem. If he he read, I do like that poem. I think it's. Um I think there is definitely some like uh, foreshadowing in the fact that Elon used pigs, like pigs, animal farm pigs to the slaughter. Oh. No, and again, we're just you asked where we are, Matt. We're in a place where we're begging for them to fucking put the bolt in the back of our heads. Not you're, only are we hilarious. begging for it, we're paying for it. I haven't heard anyone beg for it. I have not seen a single person oh, wait, pay for it. Man, wait, wait until there are lineups outside of fucking Tesla um, dealers of people just. Simon, there are people that want to go to Mars one way trip. Yeah, that's not. Let us go to Mars. Give us our injections of it, fucking chips. It's we gotta time get out of here. for everyone to do mushrooms and watch the wall again. I love that you think that you sound like the grounded one in all conversations. That's the best part. I think he sleeps like that, too. I'm the most normal person in the world. He does, yeah. I definitely don't think I'm the most normal person in the world. I, I think don't know. I think you say that, but you're like, even though I'm saying, I if don't there think was it, an I know issue out of all of the people you know, I'd probably be the most um, logical about it. Can we fucking rate this episode, please, and be done with this? I think you think you're the average man. I, I do think you're logical, though, and you can reason for sure. But you're an outlier. I think he can logic and reason. I you're think special. there are times Listen, where I he choose chooses. To have fun every now and again with some uh, some theories. And just back to Lex for a second. Um, Luther or no Friedman? Uh, Fried, Fredman. Fredman. I always thought there was an e in there. F R I E D M A N, but it's not. It's Fridman. F R I D. Uh, anyways, um, I think that if he, I like I. I it's not that I don't like him. It's that I feel like he's on Joe for the wrong reason. And if he would just come on every once every three years and talk about new advances in his line of work, I would be all for that. And I would cheer him like I did the first time he was on when you guys shot on him. But his humility was even like, um, almost got sad because he pulled out the dead grandmother card. You know That's what I mean? But then he was like, she's probably shitting on me too for this. So, like, he knows what he's doing isn't what he this should is, be doing. He's just living his best life. In closing, let me ask you both this. Do you think he shows up and is like, because I know what this is like. Do you think he shows up and in his head is like, okay, Lex, no poem. No poem. I know you have four poems in the sack waiting to go, but Lex, that's what I said. no poem. You can do this. You can get all the way, no poem. <laughs> and then literally, like, he's at the end, and he's like, Lex, you fucking did it. You really, you got there. But, hey, Joe, how about one quick poem? You know what I mean? And that's like, ah! That's what I said. He can't help himself. In his head, he's like, don't do it, don't do it. Uh, be true to yourself, don't do it. Uh, just be true to yourself. But I imagine Lex no. walking in the studio, purple nurbling Jamie, slapping a secretary's <laughs> ass, just like he owns the place, you know I, uh, Pops to the float tank for five minutes. I don't think that is the case, though, Matt. Just throws uh, off a couple bows. I think he has like kind of like Adam Curry had a, a 
list of things he needed to do. That's how uh, oh. Lex goes in. He's like, this is what I need to say while I'm on here. And this is my time on Joe Rogan. And I'm going to say these things. And I think that we would all be better served if he went on, like thought more of it. Like everybody's listening to me. This is my chance, not only to like fulfill all my dreams, but to like, Make this a great podcast for everybody listening. Yeah, Lex can only be Lex. That's that's what everybody should be doing every time they go on Joe Rogan. It's gotten too big. It was different before. Is anyone even listening to this? Just it's just it's too big. People are way too self aware. I've said this for a year now. But he shouldn't be because this is his fifth time on. He's a regular. Like act like you've been there before, right? Well, and then the most amazing thing that can come from this is he does listen to this and comments on our YouTube and didn't video. he do this Can last please time? rate it we've given him 40 minutes yeah, it's sorry. a two-hour podcast sorry, sorry, like sorry sorry um, we've given this guy way too much I, he doesn't I, even have an e in his name he was he was a three-hour I, I know he st stays we're doing three. Oh, i know oh, for sure i give this one a one and a half i agree with you 100 percent, but i like lexi here's what he is i give it two and a half and i'll meet in the middle i'm gonna give it a two lex you're you seem like salt of the earth Great dude. I wish you all the best. I just, too soon. He will be on again, and he'll be the exact same frustration. And it'll it'll be almost become a meme. I feel like one day Tom Pop is going to show up with a loaf of bread, and Lex Friedman's going to pop out of the bread like a stripper. Or with a better loaf of bread. Oh, there you go. Even better. Ultimate fanboy. I just, he talked about being in the back of the comedy store watching this like most important moment in comedy you know what i mean and i'm wondering to myself like i'm just i guess i'm just a jealous hater because he he's doing a lot of things that he's like doing to do. a lot of things well i, I not really because i don't want to be on joe rogan i have no interest in that i actually don't at all want to it's the last thing i would want i don't want to be famous i don't want any of that shit but you want to be in the back of the comedy store I mean, I would love to have been there. I mean, yes, there are things he did. And you may I, never get to go there. I just. It's kind of a its kind of a great story, though, if you think about it. Like the MIT nerd, though. Yeah. Who ends up, you know, with the, the biggest jock and the arguably one of the most well-known jocks in the world. I should have done you know, Revenge of the Nerds. I should have. Maybe you did you last should time have done on. Revenge of the Nerds. But uh, yeah, I'm up in mind to three. Lex, do do you? It, it didn't do much for me, but does Lex smoke do weed? No, right? No, no. That's the problem. Yes, yeah. he's, that's rigid. The he's rigid. Problem. He's rigid. He's yeah. rigid. No, the suit too. The suit right there. The that's suit the problem. Me. Well, because if he smoked weed, he wouldn't wear the suit. He'd be it's like, true. I should be wearing sweats. But how great it. if uh, down the road he comes back, long hair, dirty clothes, just sort of like I'll say this: does mushrooms and finds himself. The suit would be fine if he did smoke weed. Yep. I think if he was sitting there smoking reefer, there'd be something endearing about it. Either way, Lex, do you? I don't care if you don't smoke weed. Do you? Whatever. He's way smarter than I am. Can we please move on now? Yes. 1538. Okay. Douglas Murray. Douglas Murray. At first, I thought this was uh, Tequisha or whatever the fuck. Tequisha? Took me a little bit. Oh, the one who wrote with the Tatiana. 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 No, yeah, yeah. No, no. What's weird about this one is it was the last one of the week, but... Recorded like two weeks ago. We remember Joe saying, I, I have a UK Skype, yeah. Mm. And then Snowden came out, this came out. This so that was it, because Simon, Simon and I had a discussion about it. Simon and I had a discussion. I was like, Snowden must have been in the UK. Yeah, that's why I initially thought, and then I went, oh, right. no, Douglas Murray on the Skype. But it's like, I'm just lost. So I, this one is... I just wanted to go back to what it was, live stream. Again, I don't no care about... No one's listening. I don't really care about live. 
I don't, that doesn't, but like put it out the day of. It this has whole, to be day of. It cannot be. No, the live is fine. Everybody has a right to have a five second delay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I, I mean, I, I meant the day of. Yeah, like, but just, it has to be day of. This is crazy. It's now. crazy. This, I don't know where I am. We're talking like wondery shit. We're going now, back in time know? to listen to podcasts. This is somehow. not what we want. This yeah, is we're not doing what we throwbacks want. unintentionally. Yeah, it's not what we want. But what I wanted to say about this one is. I complained last week about how every guest has a half hour where they got to talk about society and these people, and now we have two and a half hours of it. And it's a re-release of his book, which I thought was sort of sketchy. He's not even coming up with a new book. His book is The, mad- added the Madness like, of Crowds. Good on him for that, to resell a book. Yeah. Just <laughs> if anybody is interested. Hmm? The Madness of Crowds. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you guys assume I agreed with Everything they said it was just sort of like, yep, 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 sounds about right. Joe got out of Cali just in time before these fire tornadoes, though, eh? Did anybody <laughs> think about that? That, I think, was just dumb luck. No, no, dumb luck. I mean, maybe. It's funny, though, he got burned by fires in this episode, yes. which we already talked about. Like, he did. Th- that's really what ended up coming out of this podcast. Some bullshit. All the content's right about, like he said, and I think we said it when the pandemic happened, was that saner heads will prevail. You know what I mean? Now that we're going through this pandemic, we see how fragile the structure of life and society is. Everyone's going to chill out about what's important. Are you, what are you saying? That's not at all what happened. That's what he, that's what he came on to say. He, he said, I thought, even I thought oh, I when see. this pandemic happened, I'm just a, <laughs> I agree. Well, there was for sure a time I can remember like explicitly on the podcast, Joe saying the one nice thing about COVID is nobody is like the me too thing has disappeared. And then a week later it was like tripled down on and then all shit broke loose. And this guy sort of communicates it in a real dire way. Like he feels a cultural revolution is coming where many people will die. There, there wasn't anything that he put forward that I couldn't, uh, that I disagreed with. And that's the madness of the world and submitting to crowds. And I listened to it twice to hear what Joe said, and I, it's so innocuous, I didn't even hear it. I didn't hear it either, but well, I will say he this. He said exactly what they accused him of saying. I know, but in conversation, does you're trying to hear it, but it's like, it, it's like because you're not thinking, oh, there's well, no way that happened. He said that, People on the left got arrested for setting fires in Oregon. And what harm does that do if that, that didn't happen? That was it. That just that is uh, painting the left, throwing shade on the left. So you can't just do that for no reason, unfoundedly. People got defensive. It, it, it was so innocuous. It was just part of a conversation. Joe He's, says way more inflammatory lies than that one. One hundred percent. If he, it was a lie, but he doesn't go on Instagram with his hat in his hand, going, "I'm so sorry, dude." I spoke out of turn. It's just bizarre. It, when I saw that, I was like, "What the fuck is going That's on?" That's not here? my guy. What I is going on? I honestly thought it was a joke. I had to watch it three times he, to realize to like look serious? for the. It was akin to Brian Callen's. It was weird denial of rape allegations. It was weird. Joe has, here, let's just talk about Brian Callen for one second, okay? I meant that here guy. We, here we go. Joe has such a huge podcast, such a huge podcast. Too big. That he can almost, unlike anybody else, fight back against, like, the unfairness, maybe, of a Me Too mob. Just hear me out. Let's just say, let's just say, he had done this differently 
and was like, Brian's going to be my guy. I'm going to stand up for him. Not only that, every single episode, I'm going to come out here and I'm going to fight the Me Too, you know? I'm going to fight them. If they're unfairly taking my boy out, I'm going to use my platform to fight the unfairness. That's what you should be using your platform for if you're Joe. So do you think he thinks he's guilty? Well, obviously. Well, I think... Or he knows it? I think it's... Obviously. I, I, I have I, no other idea what it could be. I think Sorry. it's bad for you just to draw that conclusion just based on... I agree. ...your feeling. We go hope for the best. It's sort of like, you know when you a lie or something, the longer you get, the harder it gets to tell. So he didn't do anything and now there's no point to do anything. It just it just sus if he says anything. But he had that position before he's now joined a company that hates him and is trying to overthrow him. Why was Spotify the one who banned Brian Callen? Spotify is really upset. Like we were talking about that closed door meeting that got mm -hmm. out. They're like, I don't know where my place is in this company. If you're going to let this transphobic, uh, yeah, misogynistic also, piece of shit work here. Like, hold on. We also don't know. That could be, again, a very vocal minority. That could be three people up there at Spotify that feel that way. And again, Spotify, you never know, could take the, especially now that they went to the press, Spotify could easily just go to those three people and go, guess what? You don't fit in here very well. I th I think it's not that case in that Spotify is a really progressive company. Like yeah. they started music or whatever, <laughs> arts. I agree they are a progressive company, but I'm saying if you think they're going to take Joe down because, dude, they've spent so much fucking money and they made so much money, and believe me, the money will talk at the end of the day well, on this one. Yeah, we're going to see real shortly. That's the beauty of this is this one is actually going to play itself out right in front of our eyes. But they should be like, yeah, I work for a company. So what? We have Joe Rogan. We also have this. Like, Oh, I couldn't agree with that more. And, yeah. and be open-minded like they say, but apparently that's not the case. Well, I... It's just weird. Deplatforming all this. He's on a platform. And his actual platform, there's, whether it be vocal, a minority or majority, who are trying to deplatform him. I mean, I think it's crazy. I'm that, sure it would like, save the case at YouTube as well. Yeah, I don't know. There are lots of people like, fuck this Joe Rogan guy. I will say this, though. This guy, I didn't, I can't just sit here and be like, I agreed with everything this guy said. And I find it tough to believe that you agreed with everything, Kamar. Like, he was talking about uh, soccer players kneeling for the anthem. And he was yeah. like, if the crowd was there, they wouldn't be doing that. And first of all, a lot of soccer players are people of color, like a ton of them. And the UK has a huge racism problem within soccer. But I think I what I got out of what he's saying is it's weird that, that this is just now a thing that we acknowledge the world is racist and we all have to do better every sporting event. It, and it's not like, will there be a point where we stop doing that? Or is it just this is now a, th a thing? Like it's, it's, it's weird in that we only give uh, Remembrance Day one a day. And I'm telling you, remember the soldiers, those wars that are fought is way more important than um, people's feelings or racial injustice or police brutality. Like... It's like he said, if you teach people they're victims, then they, they grow up victims. You know what I mean? Everyone wants to change history. Sure. And they booed in Texas when or Kansas City when they stayed in. So he's correct. Yeah, but I mean, again. That, it's happening. Just to say, yeah, but okay, but just because places boo them kneeling does not mean. I mean, you could argue that the people booing are racist. 
Couldn't you? You, you? you would probably have to assume, uh, but you can't say a whole majority. Like some of them are booing them just because they they would boo the opposing team. Just, just oh, the, the bad guys, not out of race, but I, I don't know. I, I think it's weird that all these sporting events now take a moment for Black Lives Matter every. Listen, there's a guy I play video games with who swears up and down he's not racist. He's from Texas. This guy is definitely a little bit or very racist. And he immediately was like, if the Dallas Cowboys, if any one of them kneels, I'm boycotting the season. Bad people don't know they're bad, well, bad that's people. a little out of control. But, I mean, I understand the, like, basketball, let's say. They're all wearing the Black Lives Matter, but they can't put anything about freeing Uyghur Muslims. You no, know? Well, like, well, that, the NBA is fucking... No, that's a huge but again, problem. I, I mean, the, the NBA problem. is... Or the NFL is the same. Like, they're all bought and sold. It's a money issue. It's not really a helping anybody issue. Anytime they're doing this... No, no, this, no, hold on. Stop. That's not true. It's There's a lot of black people that play football. There's no Uyghur Muslims that play football or basketball. They're but trying I to help their own. Not all black athletes all agree on this 100% across the board. In, in any event, it's more like the party line, like, do this. But uh, side door is like, I don't fucking care. I'm rich. All lives matter. You know, there, there could be black guys saying that. Sure. I don't think it's just 100%, but we have, like this guy said, ever said, okay, uh, black lives matter is here, and we have to take a moment for every, you know, it's like here when uh, anyone does a speech, they have to now give um, credit to the unceded land. Almost like an apology that we're here doing this to the tribes that are there. That is just like any any government speech in Canada. They they don't do that in, in America. This is their version. And I I, I it, you can't take it away until all racial injustice stops, right? What do you mean you can't take it away? What are we talking about? You can't I don't take know away baseball kneeling? does it, but it's more than just kneeling. There's a there's a speech put like it's 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 Kneeling is fine on the individual. It's the whole corporate world implementing this. Well, yeah, they're just trying to make money. Well, that's what I just finished saying. And that's what what this guy said is some of these people making you do stuff, it's disingenuous. It's like anything else. Some of them it's not. The good movements always get co-opted by shitty people. Like this is how human beings are, especially the ones who like um, the whole Gary V mentality, right? Like... Not that he's a bad guy. I'm just saying you find something that's popular and you work the peripheries. Like that's just the way things work, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, my original point was just that I didn't necessarily agree with this guy that just because the fans would be booing at a British Premier League soccer game doesn't mean that the black and white players on the field kneeling aren't doing the right thing or that they don't think they're doing the right thing. And again, I'm just, you can sit there and argue that even if 50% are booing, then at least the other 50% know who those 50% are and can go, okay, well, that guy's probably going to throw bananas at a fucking player. Or, you know what I mean? Listen, I've seen some ugly shit at fucking soccer games. That seems almost worse, and that's been going on for years, but it was the, I guess, George Floyd's death. Yeah, no, the prompt of the states. Yeah, yeah. No, around the world. Sure, yeah, yeah, you're right. But what I'm saying is like... But soccer is especially heinously racist. Agreed. Well, You you don't see football games in the states where people are throwing bananas out onto the field. That's my point. And I think... So if anything... Sorry, go ahead. Well, no, I I, I didn't want to cut you off, but that was my point is I I found that that one to me seemed a little bit egregious because if anyone could use 
a little a bit kick of a, in the ass. It's, it's these the fucking, fucking guys. English. Yeah. I agree with that. But I also agree with this idea of like, you know, you're sitting in a restaurant and all of a sudden people have stormed in and they're demanding. Oh, that I agree. I couldn't agree with that more. You, That's you insanity. You, we've said you this all along. You can't people. force your, you can't force your allies. You're going to create enemies, not friends. And right. You just, and you, if you're too dumb to see that, like you're just part of the problem. You even know? then you don't want that. It's fake. You don't even want that person well, there is, because this is what the I mean. person standing beside you, you forced on, upon on you. No level. Does that work for you? You're not, you're the, you, the only thing that can happen there is you've created an enemy. Think about it like the battlefield. If you are on the battlefield, if you're on the front line, you want every single person beside you to have the same commitment and the same feeling of of like camaraderie or else if half of them don't feel the same way you do, then once the real fighting starts, those fuckers are gone. And those are not the people you want there. Yeah, you want ju- nothing. They're but just thinking all I got to do is outrun the bear. That's it. Or sorry, is outrun you. You, yeah. yeah. But now we're in a position where the battlefield is people saying, everything's not perfect, but we, we, we should try to make it better. Or no, everything's fucked. We have to burn the whole thing yeah. down to start over. Well, that that seems like two choices. Like you, there needs to be some, uh, then that's the whole third party argument, right? Like, but can we not agree that there are certain things that we do need to just burn down and start again? And I'm not saying the whole thing, but there are things that we have just fucked up so royally that I think we should go back and look at from the beginning. He said there's things we're doing right now. He, I wish he named them that we're going to look back and go, what we're doing there for sure. But I think he's saying through history, burning stuff down isn't the way to do it. Listen, well, the best point he made was this. Even the most progressive person right now, the if you look at yourself and you think, I am the most progressive person alive today. If you wait a hundred years, someone will look back at you as a bigoted piece of shit. That's undeniable. So the whole like, like I use the uh, the founding fathers as an example. Like if you can look at, if you want to look at them, and be like they were slave owners and they were pieces of shit. Like okay, I can get there with you. That's fine. But they were still the most progressive of their day and trying to advance it. So you can't. You can't take away that from them because trust me, one day someone will come for you and one day you will be looked at as some bigoted, hateful piece of shit for something that today is like a super innocuous, like a wildly innocuous thing. I think you can't burn it down because you have to learn from your mistakes. But his example that they got rid of a bell. Yeah, that's insane. Because it may have been uh, rung. He said you can't burn a plantation. It, you can't burn it down because after the riots and after the fires and after everything, you inherit rubble. So you got to be smarter about it. Yeah, but you know when I say I mean? burn it down, you start again. You just take the good things. I understand. That you but, all but agree I think with. What There's w- a group of people who want yes, to, to burn it to the ground. Down. Yes, what I he get was it. saying is don't be stupid about it. Use their scaffolding and help put up your new walls. But- I also think, again, it's a vocal minority that wants to burn the whole thing down. And I think you can agree with that, too. I don't know anymore hearing about this. Spotify wants to get rid of Joe. If it's vocal minority, then you're correct. But it just seems like there's more and more, say, five years ago when I I remember seeing people. Let me ask. Hold on. Just let me cut. cut well, no, but <laughs> I have to cut you off there. Do you really think that after giving him, Simon thinks it's $300 million. Do you really think that after two weeks, 
they're going to just walk away from giving him because yeah, they, so they'd you, be in breach of contract and they'd have to pay him that yeah. money. What do you For think sure. is going to happen? That happened to uh, Ninja. They what gave him $100 million and two months later they walked away. He got his $100 million. This happens in business. But that's uh, different. They went. They they were absolved as a company. billion dollar company. That is different, but shit happens in business. They'll come to an understanding. He might get his $300 million if this is go six months. All right, maybe. I mean, I'm with you with shit happens in business and for the, sure. Then the CIO, CEO sits down like, that I was a bad decision. I thought you said the CIA. I was CIA. like, oh, do we have a slip of the tongue there? Nothing's impossible. We think it's so much money. No one can walk away with this, but shit happens, man. Okay, maybe, you know what, Kamar? Maybe you're right. I can't, I can't say no. I just, it would seem to me that they're not a big enough company to walk away, to make that offer, and then two weeks, a month later, based on a few... We'll what I believe is a few. We'll see. We'll, uh, uh, there's some stuff in here. Uh, I'll talk about the, the, the post after. Maybe this is just some rumblings and then it's all going to be smooth sailing out of this. All I want to say is I remember like five years ago noticing social justice warrior stuff. Like people just posting, well, especially our friend, the oh, king. I, yeah. Oh. The king who brought himself down as it as it always happens. Yeah. Um, Compo. And, and I remember we'll just say DJ it Indian. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. He came out. Um, I just noticed it like, you're really sticking up for someone like that. Just me? So, no, not oh. you. Him. Yeah, anyone. <laughs> just fighting on the behalf of every of whatever yeah. cause it is. Like, do you really think you're affecting change? And I thought, oh, you just you think you're doing right. It is what it is. But it has there's more and more and more and more I run into people who are like, Oh, you you actually think like that? Like I mean, I will say this wokeness. I hate to play this Diablo Avocado. He did change some things for the good. Like he got a local high school team to change their logo from something that was, you know. And that's, you know, think globally, act locally. Yeah. That's what you got to do. But trying to change the world one tweet at a time, I don't know. I get, But what I was going to say is you could argue that for every small city that changed a logo like that, it led to the Reds, uh, to the Washington team changing, you know. And someone who does a positive change might not be a good person. Well, again, it goes back to that Kendrick song. You know That's what exactly I, what it goes back to. Yeah, prayer. What a great song, huh? Yeah, yeah, it was a great song. It really was. We'll see though if it's. Uh, By the way, comes out in like I sort just, of Dr. Dre fashion. I just want to throw this out. Two people. I don't remember it at all. Simon doesn't remember it either. You made some comment about some rapper, and oh fuck! I thought you'd forget about that. You don't know who it is still. Right? No, no, no. They, what, what? they just say. Hold on. Who His name is, is Tom McDonald. Ah! Oh, is it? Why are you why? not saying yeah, what's it? Going what is on? going on? Because I'm embarrassed. <laughs> oh, because you listen to him? Have you looked at him? No, oh, he's terrible. Oh, of course he's about. terrible. But I, I was like, it's terrible. I, I heard this guy gave him this idea, and you're like, let's see the guy. It's like, hey, no, okay, don't I don't remember it now. <laughs> just, the, just the idea. Just the idea. It doesn't matter where it comes from. It now d- I remember. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't matter where it comes from. It's just a kernel of an idea. Yeah. But if I show you, yeah, you're right. Where it came from, yeah. Boom. You throw me at the You've door. Lost you're right. All credibility. You're right. Yeah. You're right. So, <laughs> I just nice work, I just brought it up, and then I was like, "Oh, I shouldn't have brought that up because you're like, well, cite your source." <laughs> and then it calls out the window, but because dude, still- someone posted a link to one of his videos, and I got like 35 seconds in, and you know what? The face tattoos, whatever, the hair, like none of that. I don't give a shit about any of that. I am a fan of rap music. And about thirty seconds in, I was like, I can't, I just can't. No, he's he's he's, he's like a weird like anti-social justice warrior, social justice warrior. <laughs> but he's Canadian. No fucking way. He's Canadian is from he? Vancouver, so I think he's a of rich kid. Of course he is. Of course he is. I mean, good for him. He's obviously got fans. Separate. Two two separate people came on the YouTube and were like, exposed me. Yeah, they were like, this is the guy. 
Dude, I didn't remember. I said I, the, I don't know who know you are, were, but I still didn't know what they were fucking talking. There's about. no reason to do that to me, guys. There's no reason. You see that uh, Trump is retweeting Joe Rogan clips now. Well, that was the when weirdest clip ever, though. Biden in like comedy bits. He's like taking them and no, using no, that them. wasn't what he posted. Yeah, that's what Joe said. No, he took the Mike Tyson clip. That's oh, the, one the Mike he did. Tyson clip. Sorry, it was yeah. Mike Tyson saying, "I get aroused." At the thought of violence. Joe's gotten too big. I just noticed it like in the last Out six of con- months. But no context. So hey, what's, hold on, what's to Kamar stop saying? him from... Sorry, Kamar. I was just going to say, we'd listen to episodes, and then I'd see an article, and I'd say, oh, that's similar to something they talked about, but then I'd open it, and it was just someone listening to the Joe Rogan experience and regurgitated. It was like, what's going... It's getting too big. What's to stop Trump from just retweeting Joe Rogan clips where he's bad-mouthing making a joke about I, I'm I was positive that he said that and then gave an example of the joke he said about Biden being no I'm pretty sure the something. only thing he retweeted was the was Tyson saying if somebody out there is actually listening to us and they want to confirm that I'd appreciate well the the, the, the big deal I was going to talk about the post show but now we're here is that Tim Candy posted I think Joe Rogan should moderate Biden, Trump. Yeah, and Trump said, I'm in. And Trump said, I yeah, do. Yeah, we, we talked about this. How? Well, last I week. Thought, yeah, I thought, I thought we mentioned that last the, week. On the post show. Did you see the picture, though? I think it happened after that. It's a Photoshop Maybe. picture of Joe in the new studio. Trump on one side, Biden on the other. I'll show it to you. It looks so fucking real that when it came up on my Instagram feed, I thought this was happening. Oh, I don't think it's going to. I don't No, of course gonna. not. They're not going to be in his studio. Even if it did happen, which it won't, it would be a the Skype security thing. alone would be a fucking nightmare. That's why it would have to be a Skype thing. It would, they have to, they you can't get ridiculous. that many secret service in that little and bunker of a fucking. And they're not going to his studio. That's not where no. they would do it, you know? But no, it's true. Uh, they it, wouldn't. it just feeds it my narrative. It would have to be in a place they could monitor. Sorry. That has gotten too big in that, like, for diehards, I think that we're going through a tough time right now. All this change and stuff to, to the I think podcast lost, that we had. I think he's lost 80% of like diehard day one. And now there's so, is so much in the news and so much mentions. Sure, he's got tons of downloads and stuff, but it's... Watching it's, Joe apologize was like one of the most surreal things I've ever seen. If not for this, I think I'd, I'd have to boycott him. Can I tell you though, I got to be honest. Interesting. I'm going to go back to what I said before about him finally seeing the Spotify numbers. I have a feeling he might be also full of regret because he might have been like, I could have just put my my shit on Spotify like every other podcast in the world, taken those download numbers and like quadrupled my fucking ad revenue, my ad revenue overnight. Or just gone to Patreon and, and have all my I own ha- island. Or that. And all I would have had to do is click one button, just like everyone else in the world. Oh, we're on Spotify. Boom. And then you don't, deal with the devil. you don't need a deal. You just put it up there. And then you, literally, because I'm telling you from our, we're about to hit 4 million downloads total and 89% of those are from Spotify. Oh, we're Spotify through and through. I wonder if this uh, decision to join Spotify when it happened was like um, aggravated or sped up because of the COVID or so. All of a sudden it's like, well, who knows what's going to happen? I got to make a move. Like, I just think as things are progressing, this is just, he's fine by the seat of the pants. And at the end of the day, I feel sorry for him. Because all he's ever wanted to do is just podcast and be good. And it's just like, whoa, more money, more problems. It's never more true. It's Again, going to be more money, and more he's, And he's overwhelmed. I know he's never going to hear this. I agree with that. 
I think I'm gonna. I'm still giving them the benefit of the doubt. I'm still gonna give them a month, and I'm gonna wait and see. It's not. I'm not fucking. You know, there's learning curves. It's a change. He moved to a different state. It's a new studio. If I hadn't seen that apology, I would be totally in your camp, Matt. Listen, I would say, I let's thought, just wait and see. Simon, but after that, I'm like, no, something is up. Something did it feel like someone had his arm weird. twisted behind his back? Guys, like the I fucking saw the same Spotify thing. guy with a gun. Listen, I saw the same thing you did. Yeah, okay. I didn't like it. And that's not like good. It it's never a good thing when we all agree. No, no, no it is there not. There you go. That's, that's true. That's not. The last thing we all agreed about is how much fucking pull the CIA has and things going on. Nope, we don't think. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they did. All right, great episode, guys. Oh, is that it? We're not. Let's do we're it. done with Douglas Murray. <laughs> yeah, let's. Well, like it. I said, it was two hours of the people got to start being more reasonable. Let's the other side, not force their cause I on other people. I think it all comes back to what fucking Snowden said in the first episode, which is um, accountability and. Yeah. I really hate that it starts off with Kamar being like be this nice. guy's a conservative author. Because to me, it doesn't seem like conservative. Well, a British conservative is different that. than American. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Joe said that. I know. I get Wikipedia it. Wikipedia says it too. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm expressing that. And yes, Kamar, you're right. Conservative over there is it's different. It's like than, our conservative. Sure, isn't sure. It? Yeah, but still, so, I mean, whatever. A little more. Uh, it just seems that that one, you know, it seems more centrist than well, conservative. Headed. But yeah, accountability. Say like a 15 year old horny girl. Oh. No, I just wasn't sure about the words that were coming okay. out. Of Instead my mouth. of trying to change someone's else behavior. Try to make your behavior the best it could be. Yes. Yeah. And and everything will get better that way. Unless you think you're a real piece of shit, in which case you should probably just find a body of water and bad people don't know they're bad people. It. Just lean into the gun, as Matt likes to say. Yes, please. Well, that's funny. I got a good comment for the post, Joe. All right. Well bad review. There we go. How that's did we fine. not see it? Because it was on Twitter. No. We don't uh, we don't believe in Twitter. Nor do I. He's looking at our Twitter page. <laughs> All right. We're done with Douglas. That's it. We gave him 20 minutes. Okay. Well, well, it was only no. 20 minutes? Yeah, that yeah, felt that's like fine. an hour. Never tell someone. I skipped over a bunch of shit. I can go back. And... No, well, now it's too late. Now it seems uh, redundant. The, the, you know what the problem is? is like, Pick a um, lane, Matt. Say, 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 Not enough time, too much time. Come on. People using guests on it against other people. You know, they argue a point about trans or something. And instead of having is my own formulated opinion, they mention, I got it from Joe Rogan. And then that person goes, oh, Joe Rogan's the worst. And it's just mounting. It's all right if you listen to Joe Rogan experience, experience. No, Joe Rogan episode and regurgitate what you learned about ancient aliens or ancient civilization. You're not going to ruffle any feathers. But if you turn and say, well, you're ridiculous or out of line for this, then he gets credit as being the platform that's spreading hate. He's got too big. He did say... I pray for you, Joe. He did say that um, when civilizations start to go into decline, they start to focus on um, trans-type issues. He said it happened in Rome and Greece. Stuff that won't make a huge difference in the big scheme of things. Sort of like micro-problems. Well, or that they were just both focused on this idea of there being no gender anymore, which seems to be like a much more enlightened, you know. I, I don't think that was it, but I think. What do you mean? I don't think he was saying that back then it was trans issues, but you're trying to, you're, you're saying that's what he was saying? Well, he was saying they were like hermaphroditic type issues. 
the idea of not having a sex. I don't think that's what he said. Yeah, that's exactly what okay. he said, man. The well, one you're looking all around for your papers no, frantically I, like I, you I had, had that a, written I, down. I did have a note written down, but I don't need it. <laughs> the one thing he said it's that so gave foolish. me solace is that he t- said it took 400 years for the Roman Empire to crumble. Yeah, that was in like, zero BC. I'm sure now it would happen a lot fucking faster. Well, I hope not. I hope 50 years. Or, or are we in... Well, we might year, be in year, year 70 already. Year 49. Yeah. Is that what you meant? Well, you guys predicted when we started this five years, so... As things proceed, it seems Jesus. like you're getting closer and closer to being right, unfortunately. Well, if I knew that, I would have predicted a lot more than five years. Well, it's on tape. Nothing we can do. <laughs> Are we going to rate them then? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, we'll start with Kamar. I give it a three and a half. I give it a three. Um, I give it a... Yeah, I guess a three is good. It just rubbed me the wrong way that he's reselling a book. But I agree with most everything he said. If that makes me a racist, so be it. Well, we already know you're a racist. Well, yeah, there's nothing I can say to stop you. That, you that was his opening point, you know yeah. what I mean? Well, that there is, I mean, like, even if you look at, like, Brian Callen, let's say. Let's say Brian Callen was. That guy? That guy. Or a Chris D'Elia. If they were that other guy, if they, that other guy, if they were innocent and this whole thing was just a giant me too fucking scam, there's no going back. These guys are done, done deals. Well, they, they have to scream on the top of the mountain. Shame on you. You can't do this to well, me. That's, Allegedly. That's what you had to do, I guess. But my only problem, though, with these is like when, you know, when it's like 12, you have to assume someone isn't lying, right? You really just think 12 random people come out of the woodworks to jump in? Unless it's like this concerted... um, Look, Matt, yes, it seems shady. It seems stupid sometimes. But if one organization is trying to take out another organization, this seems like a really good weapon to wield. We know it works. What organization? I, just pick any two organizations. You know yeah, I know. What I mean? what, who, there, there is that. I'm just, I'm thinking also we know with serial killers, there's copycat, copycat crimes. Okay. Like, yeah. like, I don't actually believe there's a concerted organization that round up all these women and then uh, we'll take, I, I don't believe that. Well, it here's, could be. here's an example of how that could work is with that judge and the DNC. Um, what's his name? Oh, that's exactly what I thought. They, they held on to her till his hearing that's and then brought whole, her out. That's your whole theory. So, but had they that, had six of her, then he would have gone down. He's saying twelve. The, the devil's in the numbers, right? Yeah, that's my issue. But, but I guess what I'm saying is, if you can get one, if you can pay off one person, then you can pay off six or twelve. Yeah, but my or, problem is this: is like Delia ended up showing like one instance where the girl ended up being like, "Hey, I'm 21 now, down to fuck," you know, and like. Okay, yeah, that one's damning for that girl, but like if there's seven or eight others, like I'm just saying is the the numbers to me are where I have a real issue. Like if if yes. yeah. You no, know, I, like I, Bill I Cosby you. ended up being a fucking serial rapist. That is a fucking fact. It's tough to deny. Maybe one or two, maybe at the end of the day one or two jumped on the bandwagon and tried to get some fame out of it, but you have to admit that that's the possibility here. We cannot just. And I'm not damning. Listen, people could be jumping on a bandwagon. I get it. I'm not damning. I don't. There's not enough. I don't know enough about either Delia or Brian Callen's cases to know or to comment or to care to comment. The only thing I can comment on is about Joe and why he doesn't talk about it. That's the only um, thing that has any kind of bearing on. Well, I think, but listen, if they're already discussing his trans um, position at Spotify, then obviously he can't talk about an open 
pretty much rape case between his bet. Like, I just don't think that. Well, he that, can- that's what I was going to say. What is what is damning is an indictment and a conviction. Yeah. Accusations, everything else is just. But it I mean, doesn't look as good as it is, but what can we say? The only problem with that, though, is that we know that, you know, rape cases rarely go fucking punished. So that's where we have a real problem, right? Yeah. Either way. 100 episodes. Thank you so much, guys. Fuck. We did it, eh, boys? We did it. 100. Woo. Yeah, tough to believe. <laughs> Back in time. Back in time. Wow, thank you so much. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, I guess here's to 100 more. Virtual, virtual high five. Okay. Uh, if you guys want to email us, it's uh, jrepodcast at gmail.com. We have a Twitter and an Instagram. They are both J-R-E-E podcast. You can follow Kamar on Instagram. At Kamar Babar. For the weather. You can follow Simon. Bigfoot Sighting Society. You got a lot of love in the Diablo Avocado there. Yeah, it's coming to fruition. That's <laughs> huge. You know what's so the funny? Pentagram is not upside down. I spelled down. it wrong. You spelled Diablo wrong or I Avocado? Avocado wrong. I had to take down the post. You're hilarious. Well, I just spell it. But what's so funny is somebody told me um, you should flip this. The or pentagram whatever. should be upside down. Yeah. Nobody mentioned. That avocado, avocado was, was misspelled because yeah. they're too enamored by the beautiful artwork. Yeah, yeah it looked great. Message. Well, let me fix that. Make it an O instead of an A. And so there you go. go. You that can order our... order prints from uh, Simon at uh, no. You Bigfoot can Sighting Society. We're gonna do no. Yeah. We're gonna get T-shirts. We're we're gonna get on we'll this merch job. We'll do something either way. Um, what else? You, what you, else is you. there? YouTube. There's a YouTube. If you want to watch the show and see what uh, three fucking fat old guys look like. Uh, it's youtube.com slash J-R-E-E podcast or just uh, search J-R-E-E podcast on YouTube. You'll find us there. Hit that uh, subscribe button. We need 503 more subscribers to get 1,000. We hope to get there by next week, guys. So <laughs> tell someone. If someone's fucking computer's open, just subscribe. They'll never even know. What do you realistically think? When do you realistically think we'll get to 1,000? I'll say February. I'll say my birthday, February 7th. I will make a realistic prediction after a year okay because it started enough. in january or something like that or okay and we anyway. have a patreon that if you want to support us or if you hate us join the patreon because if you make too much money we'll fuck it all up yeah it's patreon.com slash j-r-e-e podcast uh if you join the patreon for five dollars a month or more you will get the post show early so you get the post show on tuesday with the normal episode you also get three or four episodes of this one age well the series where we go back we listen to old episodes and we do what we do here on the normal show. Uh, there's also a bunch of new stuff coming down the pipe. Uh, we're going to do Simon's Conspiracy Corner. It's not going to be called that. We're going to call hates. it something. Name in progress. Simon hates that like name. that name at all. And don't forget Kay. the epic moon debate. And, oh, shit. We're redoing that? No. Redoing it. He's saying it's, it's there. on there. It's there. Oh, it's on there. Got you. Uh, we might do Kamar's advice column. There's going to be some new stuff on the Patreon. So if you want to jump on, uh, you can join for as little as $5 a month. Um do that it'll help us uh, make this thing fucking better so we can get off the corporate teat yeah um that's about it thank you so much for listening or watching um if you've watched even one of the episodes or five or all hundred no matter what we love you thank you so much for listening for watching uh here's to 100 more here's to you guys guys are troopers we do it for you whether you love us or you hate us if you love us thank you if you hate us go fuck yourselves 
Uh, is that it? But donate oh, to the Patreon. Fuck yourselves. A podcast about a podcast. Simon, you have anything to say? Keep your eyes open.